Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And me, Robbie. For our third part of our retrospective into the Final Destination franchise. This is our episode 16, and this is about Final Destination, surprise, surprise, free <laughs> from 2006. Yeah, 2006. Um, so just a bit of kind of a backstory on why we actually decided to do a Final Destination retrospective. And it was because of this film. Uh, in episode 13, we spoke about um, five characters that we couldn't wait to die. It was the episode 13 comeuppance. Yeah. Uh, go check that out if you haven't. And we spoke about a character from this film, Frankie Cheats, who was on my <laughs> list. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was number five on my list, maybe. I'm sure I kicked it off with Frankie Cheeks. I don't think I've given... Kick it off? I didn't yeah, I think it, it did. Us, did you? Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe you did. So I haven't given away too many spoilers. I've given them a, a little... A little bit, but we, little we talked about it too much. But, yeah. Well, spoilers. I mean, if, you're, if you haven't seen this film, <laughs> it's spoilers, because we're literally going through the whole film. And Frankie Cheeks does die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but one thing we're also going to be doing is, because it was pretty cool that... And it was quite ahead of its time, but Final Destination 3, and it wasn't on the Blu-ray that we watched, but on the DVD, um, yeah. it had a choose-your-fate option, didn't it? Yeah, I, I absolutely... I, I remember when I was a, a kid and watched this, I absolutely loved the fact that I had this feature on it. I was like obsessed with getting the DVD just so that I could have a go at this feature. Um, and it's fairly well done for its time. Um, so I went through the feature earlier today. Um, you didn't. No. But that's because we're going to play a little game of Bobby has to choose. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> going through the choose your fate, we're going to be talking obviously through the, the the theoretical film that was seen in the cinema. But based on, we will discuss both sides of that and the choose your choose your fate option, <laughs> because uh, to be fair, some of it only has very minor little changes. And some of it are quite major changes, but we'll, we'll see which choices you would have made as we go through it. I like the feeling that life's are in my hand. Yes. <laughs> that is it. So, which, which way will Caesar's hand? <laughs> fun point. Yeah. So, um, like you said, this was um, this feature was quite ahead of its time. It's not so. It, you may have had some games out there, and you had books where you could choose your fate. You yeah. used to have classic, like uh, mine probably would have been Goosebumps kind of stories. There used to be Goosebumps stories where you could choose your fates. Yeah, I believe there used to be old like fantasy tales where you could choose your fates. I had one where you were marooned on an island and you had to choose your fate, and it was awesome. Man. Yeah, I always love. I so I always loved those concepts in books, but it hadn't been done very much in films. No. I'm sure there were possibly some games out there that had already kind of touched upon it. Yeah. But not that often, and our most thing, and one of our favorite games, Until Dawn. Yeah, Until Dawn. Well, group games, anyway, is one of yeah. our favorite, like, for one of the best nights we've ever had. It's probably, I think we've mentioned this before, but it's yeah, playing. I think, we did. I think actually, all the way back in our first ever episode, one of our favorite horror based moments was us playing Until Dawn in it a giant awesome. group, Rip yeah. Dog. Rip Dog, yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. Um, so, yeah. And obviously, you have Bandersnatch, the. Black Mirror. Episode. Black Mirror. Yeah, but this, so this and this was two thousand and six. So this was definitely ahead of its time. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, Bandersnatch was twenty eighteen. I think something like that. Yeah, so it's, you know, I mean, that's it's a big leap. And Until Dawn was, I don't know the exact date. I, I, I want to say two thousand thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, so maybe. it's quite a he like it was a long time before anyone tried this, and to try this on the DVD. But not only that, the cool thing about it is that they actually have 
extra footage so that they've obviously planned this out ahead of time. So although um, Final Destination stage Destination Free, I wouldn't say it breaks the mold of the franchise. It doesn't really try much new. But the fact that they thought ahead of this is a kind of cool. It it's kind very of cool. Adds to it. And it kind of adds to what already is quite a fun film. I yeah, think. it is a fun film, don't get me wrong. Um, and here is an awful pun. But <laughs> it is, for me, It this is where the franchise starts to go off the tracks. Yeah, and <laughs> it, de- it definitely is. It's, um, it is definitely as we start to see a few declining aspects that kind of, we saw a couple of them that we discussed in the last episode with Final Destination 2. You know, there was a little bit more of kind of the nudity aspect was jumping in, a little bit more of the, not possibly completely thinking through storylines, maybe trying to add things just for the sake of it, not because they actually work. Yeah. And there's lots of other little things that we'll touch upon. But for me, I think I may be blinded by the fact that Final Destination 3 is not only the, the first one I saw in the cinemas, but I just remember being obsessed with wanting to see this film. Yeah. I had, on D- I had the original trilogy on DVD, and this was my... No, Final Destination 2 was the one that I loved watching. Yeah. And this one. I never really watched the first one. So watching it back um, has definitely been interesting. I think it definitely is. It's, a, it's an age-based thing. These, these definitely, in your teen years... These films completely just like, this is what you want in an experience. And I do remember that this one, I think some of these films work a lot better if I, on the big screen sometimes they do. And this one especially did because um, the film such as The Roller Coaster is obviously the key linchpin that starts yeah. off the whole film. And the the roller coaster sequence, I remember being really cool on the big screen. And then now watching it now, it felt a lot quicker. It, it felt quite does. fast. It felt like it was all over and there wasn't that many unique or standout kind of deaths within the roller coaster kind of sequence. And to kind of like build on the, the idea that the, the reason I wanted to. So when I was, when I was, um, well, this came out when I wasn't even 15 years old yet. We were 15. We're still a boy, <laughs> but I was 14. So I was just under the edge to be able to get into this film. And I really badly wanted to. And I didn't try. I tried three separate times to try and get to see it in the cinema. So it was literally those three, three different times. It was starting off with, I tried to persuade my mum to take me to the cinema, thinking if I went with a parent, I'd get away with it easily. Thinking, ah, oh, I'm 14. They, they'll barely question it because my parents there with me. And um, because we went to the cinema and I was really excited. I was really excited thinking this is going to work. No problem. Easily. This is easily going to work. And... We got in there and we, we managed to buy the tickets, no problem. They didn't even ask me at the desk about by the, about my age. So I was like, fantastic. Then we got to the gate to hand in the tickets and the person asked, looked at me and went, <laughs> wait a second, you don't go, like thinking you don't look old enough. And then he went he went and turned to it and he was like, Oh, I think I'm gonna have to ask my manager to come in come in and check. And this was the annoying part. So my mum turns to the person and says, Of course he is. His birthday is. And she says some random ass birthday that I don't know. She says the right date. <laughs> so she pushes my year back a year. So I'm the right date to so yeah. 1990 instead of 91. But she says a completely random birthday. She doesn't say my birthday <laughs> a year back. She says a completely random <laughs> date. So when their manager walks over and this guy still stood next to her, 
the guy comes over to me, 14 years old, and asks me what my birthday is. Yeah. And I'm suddenly sat there in my head thinking, I can't say my birthday a year back now because she's just said a completely different date to this guy. <laughs> and I didn't hear what date she said. So I'm there like, uh, um, I don't know what to say. And the guy looks at me and basically like, my five-year-old could tell me what the birthday is. <laughs> and I was like, I was just like, oh, I was like for fuck's sake. I was like, mum, if you just said my birthday a year back, like we had planned. <laughs> so obviously that did not work. We ended up having to leave in oh, shame. What? Yeah, they, no we way. didn't get, get into the film. And then I had attempt number two. This was a big group of us went to the cinema. Yeah. And we all went in, but this one I was expecting to fail because it was became such a big group of us that you were like, some of you look some really, yeah. really young, and some of us looked uh, like quite a bit older. So we got in there. Literally, I think eight out of the ten got in, and then the two were left behind because there were two boys who just looked. Yeah. They were short. They did not look anywhere near. <laughs> they were puberty. probably like me, <laughs> and they were just there. And we were just, and they were just there. And we all had tickets. We were in. Yeah, and then the whole kind of crowd kind of went with. Uh, Ah, oh, we shouldn't really leave two people behind. That's not fair. Like we're yeah, eight no of us got in. We were just there. Like I mean, some of us were like, "Fuck that!" Yeah, <laughs> like we've actually got into this film. Like this is my second attempt. I want to go, but we we gave up and we're like, "Fine, we're going in." And then finally, we went for um. So in Cheltenham, where we lived, there used to be an Odeon, a very yeah, old Odeon like, cinema. Uh, and it was proper rundown. So that was our final chance. I went with two people who didn't even really like horror films. <laughs> and we got into that. We actually got in because they were so rundown that they just didn't give a shit, basically. And they didn't even try to ask. They, they didn't even ask. I think they asked one of us our date of birth. Yeah. So it was, um, it, was it was just one of those moments where you're like, I think this is why I remember this film so much is because I tried so hard to get into it. That by the time I got in there, I don't think it mattered what the film was like. I was like, I'm finally getting to see. I'm not quite 15 years old yet, so I've just managed to get into a film underage, and finally I'm getting to see the blood and the gore <laughs> oh, on the man, big screen. That's been awesome. So it was pretty awesome seeing it with everyone else. But that is why this one kind of holds a place in my heart, even if it doesn't completely, maybe live up to 14-year-old me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And how how awesome I thought the film was back then. Yeah, but um, there is plenty of fun to be had with this film. Well, yeah, I mean it's fun, but I think for me the fra the the cracks in the franchise do start. So, I mean we've 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 heard we've had a, usually we start with what you know what we've been up to, but we've had a little story time with little Seb. story time with Seb. There. <laughs> so um, kick, kick us off, man. What, well, let's start this let's one. just have the. Um, the little of the the directed by yeah. James Wong returns from okay. Final Destination One. I noticed he he returned for this. And yeah, it's strange to me because he had you know him and the, the producers and the, the team who did the first one had a, had a very you know kind of dark yeah darkness to the first film and it had that kind of atmosphere and like it like we said it had that kind of x-files episode theme whereas this one kind of followed it in the steps of the second one for the for the most part and a lot of it was kind of there was a lot of scenes set during the day and it was a lot brighter a little bit and, that kind of stuff. and just generally the tone was a bit lighter yeah the like, tone was a bit lighter when it came with the deaths and stuff there was a bit more of that kind of there is a kind of like a black comedy or a dark yeah, humor to some of the scenes and yeah. songs and things like that yeah so it is a bit surprising because it doesn't really match the tone of the first one 
Yeah. Um, the, the, the producer, the creator who we talked about, Jeffrey Riddick, this is the first one he wasn't a part of. Either. Yeah, he stepped away, hadn't he? Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. And he James Wong was a part of the story. So I guess it's interesting to see maybe who had a bit more influence with the first one. Or maybe if it was just a case of the second, like they wanted it to be a little bit more lighter, a little bit more maybe. fun, a little bit quicker. It might have been more of a studio thing saying, let's make this a bit, yeah. you know, a bit more appealing. And it, it kind of shows because this one was made on a, a 25 million budget and it made 118 or over 118 million at the box. Well, that's, I mean, budget wise, isn't that's quite similar to the first two, isn't it? I think the first one was 23. The second one was about twenty six. I think so. I yeah. So it was a little bit less than the second one, but it made more money than the second yeah. one. Yeah. It made almost 30, 30 million more than the second Damn, one. Damn, that's tasty. So this was obviously this was the biggest until the next one came along, and then that one took the chance yeah. of the the box office. But um, but yeah. So I mean, we've mentioned about the whole choose your fate, and I think the best thing is to go into this story. Yeah. Uh, the do we need the basic? Do you want to give well, a basic overview of a story I mean, at this point? Or, I don't yeah. know. I mean, and that's the weird thing, isn't it? Because we're doing this. What, yeah. Because it's effectively, and I've said this for the previous two episodes, I will say it this episode, I'll say it next episode, yeah. and I'll say it for the fifth one. But it's effectively the same story each time. Um, whilst one and two were kind of relatively linked, weren't they? Some yeah. of the characters crossed over, well, clear crossed over, and the first film was quite heavily mentioned. This one is its standalone story, but it's, it still still does come under the the kind of base of there's a there's an accident or there's you know some kind of it doesn't happened. it doesn't change this, it doesn't does change it? It. although it's just, they they went with this standalone idea for it it really doesn't. No. If anything, it takes a few bits away that the other ones kind of had a, an element of. Yeah. Um, this one kind of takes a part of that, a few things away to kind of simplify it and streamline it a little bit. So that it is, this is very much the start of, it's not so much the characters thinking or building around it and there's not quite as much character development time. And this one very much is next kill. Yeah, very much. With a few bits in between. Yeah. Which kind of, again, as this franchise goes on, more and more you get less of that in between and more of it just like, here's the next here's, death. Here's someone dying. Here's, yeah, it's like a, you know, a, 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 like just a belt going round and round and yeah. round. Here's the next one for you. But it's effectively, somebody has a premonition of, I keep wanting to say an accident, but it's kind of not because it's planned by death, but there's an, we'll just say an accident. Yeah. And then they, you know, a lot of people die. They get off, they stop and get off. Or they, you know, they see it and then people follow and then eventually start dying one by one in more over the top and gruesome ways as the franchise goes on. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the basic. Pro- that's the that's basic. Bit. This one doesn't even try any extra, like, doesn't m- really try much in terms of extra necessarily twists too much no. or anything like that. So that is basically it. We don't necessarily have to go there again unless mm. the next two change it up. I'll mean, be going there in the next step, probably. <laughs> we'll end up there again. Um, so we have our. The, the change up here is that we're going to play a game with the Choose Our Fate. So um, choosing their fate. So on the on the thing, you get this creepy woman explaining what will happen in this feature. And then it go and then the movie goes on. And occasionally in the film, it asks certain questions. So a lot of the film plays out in the same way. But when it comes to the deaths or certain moments in the films, that's when it kind of diverts and change. And you can kind of change what characters might have done. Yeah. 
Uh, and this kind of is mainly in those death scenes of the film or the lead up to them. So the first one was, so as we, um, we'll start with a little opening of the theoretical film. So in the yeah. theoretical film, uh, in the opening, we are at a theme park and everyone's having a jolly old time. And we kind of get a little overview of like we get a little a little touch in of each of the characters, the like the main characters. So we do get a tiny bit of ideas, yeah, of what each is like. We you know so, but we can pretty much list off our stereotypes of what the characters are. This is the difference. Whereas we said that in the first two characters kind of defied, yeah, stereotypes. I feel very much they are in stereotypeville right now. Oh yeah, well we've got. I mean. Shout out to Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who uh, yeah. who kind of carries this film on her. She back. does. It is. She's she kind of defies it, and I don't think well, uh, her sidekick Kevin. Kevin is yeah, no, like no. he's okay. Like but, he's not yeah. too much of just a standard jock or a standard thing. He's got a bit more depth to yeah. him, I guess. But we, you know, but I feel after having such like a bland protagonist in the second film, it was yeah. good because obviously Devin Sawyer, whatever his name is. Um, was really good in the first film, set yeah. a good standard, and then Mary Elizabeth Winstead was really good in this film, and I think she's a good actress anyway. She is, um, yeah. but the kind of stereotypes that we get we have the two kind of the two bimbo lasses, we have the jock, we have the two emos, yeah, um, goffy kind of characters, two goths, which were big back in 2006. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and who else do we get? We've got we Frankie Mr. Cheeks, Mr. Cheeks, the pervert. <laughs> We've got the per every school has a pervert, <laughs> yeah. Every school has a has a guy who stalks the kids. <laughs> um, and then I don't know, is there any other character? There's just there's just the boyfriend and there's... the girlfriend of our two yeah. kind of main characters, but they die off, so yeah. So we've got okay. Wendy, who is Mary Lives as. Uh, <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Winstead. There you go. Um, and we've got Kevin, uh, who is his her little like her sidekick throughout the film. Yeah. Um, the jock is Lewis. We've got Ashley and Ashlyn. Yeah, the two Ashleys. <laughs> the two, the two Ash, who are the the bimbos. We've got we've got uh, Ian uh, McKinley. Ian, yeah, I always thought that's a strange name, Ian. Yeah, you know. Ian McKinley, who is the the got the main goth, yeah, and his goth. sidekick who um, Erin. Erin, yeah, Erin. And then we've got our Frankie Cheeks. Mr. Cheeks. And then within that, we've also got the, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, and um, Wendy's sister. Oh, yeah, Wendy's <laughs> Thrown sister. into the mix. Those kind of Apart from that, that's pretty much it. We don't really get to know anyone else. We don't really get to know... We don't get parents in this one like we did in the other No, ones. we don't. Um, we don't get any police in this one. No. To kind of you know build on that, obviously. Yeah. A policeman was a main part of the second one, actually part of the plot. And in the first one, the FBI were a, quite a big part of the plot. Yeah, as knock well. off Mulder and Scully. They yeah. were there. <laughs> and this yeah. one, it's just off it. It's off it the is. whole idea that the police would have much interest at all. And it goes back to, it, it, it almost falls into that kind of slasher thing, doesn't it? Of having tropes of the characters. Yeah. And then the, you know, the characters is kind of vaguely how they die. You yeah. know, it's... <laughs> And for me, that is where the where the series starts to fall down. Yeah, um, I think I think this one very much felt like okay, we don't need to if we just put them into these things. You know what they are. You know what these characters are like. Yeah. You know them. We don't have to waste any time having too much character development. And what we see in the theme park at the start of the film is exactly that. We see Lewis, the athlete. He is on the you know the, the dumbbells or no not dumbbells. It's what? the test your strength thing. Yeah, test it? your strength machine. 
and you've got the graphic ones are kind of shooting with each other and things like that and being very kind of like I'd be like oh we're, oh we're at a fun fair it doesn't matter yeah. we don't have fun that that's not what fun. happens here we're making <laughs> we're having we're making fun of having fun that yeah. kind of thing and we've got the the boyfriend and girlfriend obviously true with Wendy and Kevin and their partners and then obviously the- this is like you straight away feel like oh you're both going to be a bit sad because one some some of you are dying aren't you yeah. like some of you aren't sticking around too many characters we've got Frankie Cheeks with his camera filming Ash the Ashleys yeah which it was, it was as creepy then as it is now yeah although slightly creepier now because at the time obviously um, in episode thirteen at the time I thought Frankie Cheeks was in the year. Was in the same class as them. Yeah, but he's actually older. <laughs> so... he's two, he finished two years before, as they say, when they got onto the line for the Devil's Flight, which yeah. is the the roller coaster that they're going to be going on. And yeah, we have so we've got Frankie Cheeks just to continue to be a perv with his um, his girl porn star necklace thing, where he does the little licking of <laughs> it. And, yeah, and his Kangol hat. <laughs> and he says that he stuck around the school because he's watching the Ashes development and it's coming along nicely or something like that, which is just creepy as hell. <laughs> yeah, this is fucked up. <laughs> um, and you get all the typical kind of um, warning signs, don't you? At yeah. The, I mean, she's t- well, the, the 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 very much the premonition thing in this one is pictures and it's the camera. Yeah. So she's taking camera cameras for other. She's taking taking people's cameras. She's taking pictures for throughout the whole evening leading up to the roller coaster, which obviously later becomes our key. This is how she works out what is happening by looking at the pictures. It's a different kind of device than the other ones when it was just like shadows or movements or little things changing. I kind of liked it. The camera. I thought it was a quite good device. Um, So yeah, as they get onto the devil's flight. Uh, and as they're they're lining up and they're talking about, we find out that like Kevin, we found out before that Kevin's ex, that, that Kevin's girlfriend will soon be his ex girlfriend yeah, if she, she plans to leave him. Yeah. And whereas Wendy's very much in a happy relationship with hers, and we get little things. We learn how much of a dick, say the Lewis athlete character is, basically yeah. everyone calling everyone pussies and basically acting like a general jockey dick. Yeah. So we're in, we are very much into those stereotypes. And then they start as they get near the front. You can already see that Wendy's getting a little bit unsure. And then she says she really doesn't want to go at the front of the right. Yeah. Now her boyfriend, her boyfriend, her boy. Kevin and uh, and her her friend slash Kevin's girlfriend, they do want to go at the front, but they don't want her to have to go by themselves. So they flip a coin to decide ah. who will be at the start. And as you can see, here we are with our first choose. Of- so Kevin flips heads or tails so which one would you go for i always i always go heads you always go heads always go heads baby (laughs) now i die on the right (laughs) (laughs) so this is where it so this is where it flips so if you went for heads this is where the film would have played out the exact same way so you haven't defied fate you have gone with the story and with the film. Oh, so I'm dying. <laughs> so, so basically, yeah. So you've gone with the story and the film. So everyone, everyone's in the same position. They're all going to die. So in the theoretical version of the film, and it does play out very similarly on both sides, to be fair, but it's what happens afterwards that kind of changes. So we go on the ride. So let's go and talk about the ride. So 
as she's getting on, obviously Wendy's re- like extremely nervous. Everyone's starting to pile on. Frankie Cheeks is being a creep and tries to sneak through the line because yeah. he wants to be behind the, the athletes. athletes. And he's filming them. And uh, obviously freaking out. Kevin is sat next to Wendy because he lost he lost his bet. So he get there's a gum thing as well. There's yeah, a, there's gum on the seat and. Um, Basically, in general, you can tell everyone's a little bit worked up a bit thing. Frankie Cheeks hides his camcorder in his jacket. You know, that's coming back later. Yeah. One of the brake things bursts, doesn't it? It does, when they they leave. Yeah, when they put put the front in. On on, uh, Lewis. Lewis's one. Yeah, Yeah. because Lewis is too stacked. Yeah, (laughs) far too big. He loves it. And um, this, well, this is when we're on our ride. So this is the roller coaster. So... um, I don't know the sequence for the roller coaster. It it does it does work really well. I do remember it being really like cool, and it, it plays in perfectly with the previous two. So we had the plane, and we've had the we've had the road accident, and both of those are things that people are scared of. In every, like scared of happening, you get the plane, yeah. you're scared it's going to crash, you get in the motorway, and you're scared that something's going to happen like that. Um, and I think. But the only difference is you're not scared every single time. Whereas I think most, a lot of people, every time they get on a roller coaster, the part of what makes it adrenaline filled is that you're scared that it's <laughs> yeah. going to go wrong. And I think you, you also hand over control, don't you? Yeah. You know, we're kind of the same with uh, with a plane, but on the road you can do an emergency brake, you can change lanes, you can, you know, yeah. try and you can maneuver the vehicle. But in the roller coaster, you're you're strapped in you're you're tightened into it yeah. and you don't really have any control no you know? and everything feels unsafe on a roller coaster. I, I, yeah. like it just does like it naturally does most of the time you're sat there or your legs are dangling or your head feels like it's just passing under like a giant yeah. bar it feels like you're about to get decapitated at any <laughs> yeah. moment so they're already terror terrified as hell and i guess i think even ian, ian says it in the line when wendy's really like terrified about it he says the whole thing about there's more chance of dying on the drive to a theme park that at one or actually like dying yeah. at the food park which i mean in, in my head i i don't know why but suddenly i sort of thought like i mean i guess that's true but people like majority of the population does some form of driving or things like that or yeah. goes on several flights like even in a year or their lifetime whereas a roller coaster <laughs> like some people barely ever so i feel yeah. like the the data kind of has to be a bit Although it's true, strange. it's got to be a bit more like untrue than that because yeah. we're not hitting roller coasters every. I guess if you live in like California and you're going down to Disney, well, Disney World every yeah. weekend, yeah, but we're not hitting them that much. I don't think I've been on a roller coaster since I went to Disneyland Paris when I was in sixth form. <laughs> I don't think I've been on one since. I can't remember the last time I went. On, probably was Disneyland Paris. Before you went to New York and you went on like the old one. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, one. we did. Yeah, I went on. Um, Oh, I can't. I can't remember. It's called. It's the one at Coney Island. Someone, someone out there someone will know. There, my mind's completely blanking on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I almost lost my glasses. Yeah. On the ride, <laughs> literally, Charlotte just managed to catch my glasses nice, as they were coming man. off my face. Otherwise, I would have been blind for the whole rest of the trip. That was like a couple of days. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so the roller coaster. Um, there, there was a few things when I look back at this that I was a bit disappointed with on the roller coaster sequence. One is that. Once it starts going all wrong and they're all screaming and stuff like that, again, I, I feel like it would work better on a big screen, like a really like that cinema experience. But yeah. the as as they go go around, as it actually starts to break apart, you see that kind of, 
you see the parts of it breaking. You see that break part where Lewis's starts and it causes everyone behind yeah, Lewis's all of their all of their safety is basically gone when it starts to move up and down. And then you go around a loop and Franklin Cheeks's camcorder falls out and it Franklin does an amazing yeah. defying catches round one of the things and catches on. Well, that, that's a testament to the Velcro grip. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's a fact. And um, yeah, so they go down this loop and that's when, as soon as they go over the camcorder, the whole track starts to break up and we lose a good section of the roller coaster anyway. Yeah. But we also lose, we lose the Ashlands and we lose Frankie Cheeks. It's just in a quick, they're just yeah. gone. I didn't, I never, re- I never realized oh, before I rewatched it that, there were so few there's very little difference between there's only a few differences of deaths there's not much variety here yeah it's very much you're lobbed off you know all of the the boyfriend the girlfriend ashley and frankie cheeks they're gone that's it that quick and then we have lewis like dangling yeah and he's like grabbing on (laughs) yeah and i can't remember the name of the dude that he's grabbing onto but i remember he lewis flies off and splats into something yeah his body kind of does like a like a triangle kind of shape like an angle he breaks yeah. into an angle basically by hitting one of the bars um and then after he's gone but this, this is what i mean about the lack of kind of that that not much it goes from no. that to then being them stuck upside down and that's when ian and erin drop yeah we also see someone else a figure just drop we don't know who that is yeah. but someone else does drop at the same time uh which is revealed later that there are a few mystery people that were on there that they didn't realize yeah and um, that's that's when we have uh, Kevin and Wendy are basically stuck on there. There is still one person back there. You can just about see that someone else is sat yeah. around the middle again. Another mystery character no, we find out later. Who is that? But who is that girl or boy back there? Yeah. Um, and then this is the the best death on there is Kevin's when he literally when it comes back down and that one bar has been sticking oh, out, yeah, so he gets sliced in half. Yeah, and his bottom half is, is quite gory. The bottom half is just sat left yeah. next to Wendy, and his body's just flipped off and got smashed against the side. That was cool. And then finally, we get Wendy goes up, good thing, flies off the track where the track had broken from the camcorder earlier, and then she's falling. And again, you get the slightest image that you can just about see that someone else was in, and they are falling to their yeah. as well. And then that's it, and we're back. But I mean. Uh, I always felt that it happened very quickly. Yeah. Um, but it's it's about fifteen minutes into the film that the that the accident actually takes place. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, the whole film kind of, the, the whole thing kind of just happens very quickly. Mm. Um and I think they try to rectify that in the next one, but it doesn't quite land. Um and I think overall, like like you were saying, you know, there's it kind of misses a lot of especially after seeing the second one and seeing the road accident where you yeah. kind of see each individual person's death and each one dies slightly differently. Yeah. In this one, it is, it's a very quick thing. And apart from, um, apart from Kevin's death, it's most, not, of them just most of them are just throw away. Throw it's away, it's, it's so away. quick in thing. Yeah. And it is a case that I, maybe it is coming off of the second one where that opening was so good <laughs> that mm. it just, you know, makes this one seem a little bit tame in comparison. Um, I guess in the as we said, the first one you don't really see that much. You see a couple of things fly, a couple of people get but, thrown around, but it still effectively works. But I think 
I guess it's more they're leaning very much hard on the fact that they know that people are scared of roller coasters and they know yeah. that this is going to affect you either way. And I'm sure many people after seeing this did not want to go anywhere near a no. roller coaster. Well, I've been driving more on the motorway recently. And after having watched the second one, <laughs> I've been I've been driving behind a, a, a Jeep or like a you know a lorry that had loose gravel on it. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday when I was driving up when I was driving down to Bristol, I was driving on something, and I'm not joking, man. It had like whole sheds on like tiny bits of wood balance, and I was driving behind that. So there's been about three or four times that I've been driving, and I've been thinking, oh shit. And I put petrol in my car, and when when I took it off the you know the the pump, yeah, and I put it down loads of petrol started coming out <laughs> like bits of petrol coming out and, and i was like oh no I was like, oh. I was like how is this going to kill me because this this has never happened to me before but now suddenly i've got like you know death yeah i've got like 15 20 bits of like droplets of petrol yeah and now just, just sprinkled on my car near me you're gonna um, burn to death <laughs> yeah burn to death. um that is what makes these films kind of scary though they do get into your head those these openings do get into your head and i think that's why like at least for these first three these are all things that are very much and in this film another one that happens towards the end yeah they're all very much things that you're scared of in everyday life i think so i think that's what makes them so effective yeah so um they get so obviously they have the premonition and she and she's like no no get off get off get off. i want to get off i want to get off she's screaming they only say they'll let off the back half of it yeah to release them so obviously boyfriend and girlfriend bye-bye yeah because they're still stuck at the front and kind of enough uh they get off they get pushed out by the security guards out the door and then we hear that we see the roller coaster go she's screaming her head off she's trying to stop it but they're not really doing it it's not working um and Obviously, the roller coaster crashes. Yeah, I did have a question about why the, the because I think I've got an answer for you, but go. <laughs> so, um, in the other two, there is no not none of the characters have a part in why the plane blows up. They're not part of anything that happens. The plane was basically in trouble anyway, and it blew up. Yeah. No one really causes the traffic accident to happen. It's purely down to the fact that those logs go off. So both yeah. of those things could have happened whether the characters were there or not. In this one, Frankie Cheeks' camcorder actually plays a big role in why it comes off the tracks. Yeah. And yet he gets off. So there's no camcorder anymore. And I understand the, the brake fluid. That's what I think it is. So I, so I think, and I think because it stalls for longer... Yeah. It loses more brake fluid so that when it goes, yeah, it, it falls off. Yeah. As opposed because I know what you're thinking. It it goes quicker and then because it was yeah. it was just more the fact that it does fly off the tracks and it's but it flew off the tracks because it hit yeah. the rail and the camcorder is actually what burst off before that. It just was the 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 uh, the lack of the the oil dripping out was actually the brake fluid was actually kind of causing the thing. But I guess yeah. if it was brake fluid and not just the internal things, I guess that's what caused it. If it hits a really sharp turn, it yeah, just it'll just go. It just go and prolonged of Lewis getting on, getting off. Yeah, because that could have caused more. That's of That's what I thought it was. Maybe his heavy ass was just what was weighing it down, <laughs> so that it didn't come off the track. Yeah, early. maybe. Um, but anyway, that was just like my little, little nitpick of suddenly thinking mm, it doesn't like it doesn't quite you know what I mean like the yeah. other ones didn't have that. There was no way of really questioning whether the accident would still happen because yeah, without them it, it had like the second one we did mention that you know 
I feel like they would have been way further down the road by yeah. the time it happened. Yeah. Um, but it still makes that I just it I feel like there is a slight, slight plot hole there of it happening, but it doesn't happen in the exact same way, to be fair, because I think most of the roller coaster just flies off the tracks. Yeah. So all of our main characters that are still living, except for the boyfriend and girlfriend, are dead. The rest of the the rest of them are all off of the tracks. And that's where we would have got if you had heads. Now, if you had gone for Tails, here's what would have played out. She would have had the exact same premonition of them dying, except instead of being in the roller coaster seat when the premonition happens, she's still in the queue and she grabs and stops the coin. So it would have been Tails, but she stops the coin because she knows what's going to happen. That's what would have happened if they flipped for Tails. And then the movie ends. (laughs) Well, yeah, basically, because what happens is she basically then goes, everyone everyone get out of here. But she gets her, Kevin, and boyfriend and girlfriend off and starts moving out. The rest of the characters, actually, they still get on. So the rest of the characters actually still die. Apart from them. Apart from them. So it's just those four off looking up as it derails and goes off. Okay. And then it ends. And then it ends with these. <laughs> it ends. <laughs> it, it ends with these title card things that tells you what happens next. So it literally cuts off of that scene. And these are these are quite like I found these quite funny because they're just so freaking weird. So just I will read them out, but I'll just show you what these look like. Oh what the hell? So it's basically just like how can we describe it for people who are listening? It's like when you have like, I don't know, when you have like a biopic and it tells you what happened next, but in yeah. title cards at the end, like, you know, he went off and became the world's greatest man. Also, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the, the film World's Greatest yeah. Man. <laughs> there you go. That specific film that we're talking about. Yeah. So basically it has, okay, so this is now confusing because we haven't said their name, but Kevin's girlfriend was called Carrie. Presently, Carrie is a groupie for Doctors Without Borders. Okay. Okay. And she's lived out there and tried to become a doctor. So that's her little title card. So this nice. is what she's gone on to do now that she apparently gets to live. Ah, yes. So it doesn't, this also doesn't play into the idea that even though they survive, they'll still die. Yeah. But they survived it. Apparently, the final destination no longer applies. They just get to keep living their life now. And this is like some weird little title. Yeah. That's this is the time, weirdest though. of all of them because it just seems so hapdash and made up on the spot. <laughs> um, and then we've got Kevin. After the incident, Kevin's obsession with Wendy grew dramatically. To avoid being slapped with a restraining order dictating he stay 100 yards away from the Christensen home, which is Wendy Christensen, Kevin joined the army and was sent to Iraq. (laughs) Citing bizarre and erratic behavior, Kevin was discharged after refusing to go on patrol in Basra because three consecutive coin flips landed on heads. The patrol was subsequently ambushed. Oh, so he has his own premonition. He has his own, like, or weird thing about coins now. <laughs> and he, now he's obsessed with her. He's obsessed with the fact that she could do this. They just keep getting weirder from here. Kevin Fisher is presently back in McKinley, staying 101 yards away from the Christensen home. <laughs> and that's the end of Kevin's story. Apparently. So he turns into a, yeah, he turns into a creep. Uh, oh, I'm actually going to read this one really carefully because I've taken a picture of it and it's blurred. <laughs> <laughs> After months... Oh, I don't want to. Basically, after months of intense soul seeking, this is the other boyfriend. Um, and actually, you know, it doesn't even say his name on here, so that's interesting. So I still don't know what his name is. Oh, anyway, Wendy's Wendy's boyfriend. Basically, he starts trying to seek a religion after this. Uh, after this 
forgiving event, you know, this uh, blessed as he is. So he starts looking at Buddhism, Christianity, Hinduism, Judaism, all of these, Shiite, Muslim, <laughs> all of these. And in the end, he decides to form his own church. What the fuck? The Church of Ultimate Belief is what he forms. <laughs> um, well, I'm Wendy, our main character. And he is preaching the oh. enlightened preordination. And Oh, it's Jason, sorry. Jason and his followers have built a self-sustaining compound in Winnipeg, New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of weird shit. And then finally, Wendy's, which just gets even weirder, no longer in denial about her gift. Oh, okay. Wendy Christensen changed her name to Ming. <laughs> she advises politicians and celebrities and often gives pro bono readings to police departments around the country. So she has an actual gift apparently now. Not that she's <laughs> not that it's ever shown that they can use this based on their own will in no. any other film. Last reported seen in Vancouver, British Columbia, her presence whereabouts are unknown. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then it goes to the credits and we start the love train credits. And that's it. That was the film. That's it, you're done. And then it comes up saying uh, do you wish you'd chosen heads? And then you say yes, and it takes us back into the film. <laughs> so how freaking weird That's is that? Fucking weird. It just it doesn't make any sense. I kind sense. of fuck with it, but it's kind of weird. It but, reminds me of when um in The Simpsons, where uh, Homer has that character on um Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah, and then they write him out, and it's just like he's returned to his home planet. He died on the way back. Poochie. <laughs> yeah, Poochie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so let's, so let's yeah. continue with the rest of the film. So obviously, after this, we have lots of distressing parts. The uh, the, the we have the uh, obviously the, the kind of memorial kind of thing, and everyone's in the high school, and they're all looking sad, and she's looking at pictures of Jason and Carrie, yeah, dead, and the and everybody's like, oh, how did she know that? Um, yeah, that uh, kind of that was supposed to, that was my Ashley's voice, by the way, yeah. <laughs> because they give the they give um. They, they try to be nice to her. They try they? to be nice to her and they give her the number and they're like, oh, we're going to go to a tanning salon. Feel free to come along if you want to. Um, and we get Ian and Aaron in the background literally laughing their head off that the Ashes think that this is like, this is this is what she she would want right now. To, they think that they're being so nice and they are pretty much. I mean, they're, they're bimbo. They're bimbo dumb. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're a bit but, like, but at least they're trying. They're trying. That's the thing. Whereas like the other two like, are just like laughing at them. Yeah, like if I if I went through something extremely traumatic like that, and somebody was like, "Well, we're doing this. You can do. You can come if you'd like." I'd be like, "Cheers, mate," but you know, maybe not for me. But I'd appreciate that they invited me. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd go for a tanning bed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But, uh, like nowadays, Hulk Hogan. Be a real as well. American. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a real American. Um, and we get this is when we also get the obviously needed. Um, Kevin comes along with, I've been researching these kind of events and Flight 180 and, you know, yeah. the Route 180, the Route 180 or the whole I don't think they talk about Route 180. I'm sure they talk. I know they talk about the flight. No, I don't. I don't. I think they kind of, I think there's a, I think there's like a picture in one of the, the yeah. scraps that he's got, but I don't think they necessarily mention it. Um, but already at this point, it happens quickly, doesn't it? You it know? does really, like, in other ones, like the scene like this with Kevin would have been, there would have been the memorial, and then this came like way later. If we're thinking like the first one, there was the memorial, and then someone died before they started questioning anything. Yeah. And this one, Kevin is already in questioning it before we've even got anywhere near. Yeah. The well, not anywhere near because it's literally about to come any minute now. But the first, the first little death that's coming yeah. along for them. 
Um, so, and then following up with this, and Wendy's just like, this time it's actually the person with the premonition is like, what you're, the fuck you're you a nutter. Like, it's kind of, and that's kind like, of cool. I kind of fucked with that. Yeah, it's nice that they they kind of flipped it around then. And then we go to the talent, talent salon, not talent. And then we go <laughs> the to the talent, talent salon, salon where the Ashleys are getting bird talents. <laughs> <laughs> they get genetically spliced with eagles. <laughs> so um, the, t- the talent salon, and I mean, this is a hell of a scene. This is a great. This is. I think this is literally one of the best of Final Destination. This yeah. is one of the best, and this, this is, is the a one standout. I remember people having proper reactions to this and talking about this a lot because they were like, "That was fucking hard." Yeah. <laughs> like how they just died. Like they they didn't seem like that bad characters. They were no. just the Barbie characters. And not only that, but we this film, well, this these deaths in particular, this is quite uh, it's it's well put together. Yeah. So. It's similar to the second one where you see little bits and pieces of things happening and it's how yeah. it all builds up. That's that is the kind of same with this one. So they go, you know, there's the sleazy um owner of Yuri, the, the Yuri. sleazy owner of the tanning salon yeah. who's too busy on his phone. Yeah, on his flip phone, I believe, as well. Talking <laughs> yeah. to his last his little Motorola razor or something. Yeah. Like that. I think that classic one that everyone had back then. Yeah. And yeah, so they're they're covered in they're they're regulars, and basically they basically just tell them that oh, we do we do this. All we the know time. what to do. You we do. They've got go, their slushies go, in hand. Go talk to your lass, and he says to them, "Put your drinks away." Yeah, and one of the Ashleys bins the blonde hers. one, <laughs> the blonde one bins hers, and, and the blonde one fake bins it. Like, no, what? no, she bins hers, but then they both drink the other ones. I'm yeah, sure yeah. that's what happens. I think no, it, it, I'm sure it's the blonde. It's the blonde one because she goes. And then it's the because the other oh, Ash, yeah. the other Ashton says to her like if you spill that again like we had to clean it up last time oh, if you yeah, spill that sorry. again kind of thing and, and that's and it leads to, it's, it's another nice little it's one of those touches because the cold the cold thing she puts it on top of the she puts it on yeah. top of the little desk but just so happens that underneath the desk is the electrics for the yeah. the, the coolant of the machine basically so there's and, a, and then the um, there's another lass in there who's leaving and when they leave they close the door and they you know oh yeah they, they lock it all up. up they lock up and say and not on any pervs coming here and yeah. here he goes and he, and he puts he, a sunscreen bottle in the door yeah so that it'll stop <laughs> the only thing and i noticed this when i was watching it the door has a latch yeah, it does. Similar to my back door. Yeah, it does. It has a, a latch. So we could have just set the you could have just set the latch instead of the, He's instead of the, the sunscreen, which obviously slowly starts to decrease the lid pops off and it starts yeah. going. I'm not saying that that would actually happen like that. I don't think the pressure would be that much. I think but it that's happened. it might it might do, or it might be a little never little death thing. <laughs> but you death know. is doing death that. is doing this little. He's just invisible and screwing the cap a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, it's. It's we're gonna go with blonde and brown. Blonde, so the yeah. br- the brunette, the, the brunette, brunette. Say brown, brown, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> brown, brown man. <laughs> the de- brunette, some decor. Yeah, exactly. Me br- <laughs> <laughs> like reception charm. That brownette. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> um, was, that was like a three-year-old. Yeah. The blonde um, and the brunette. Because like, do you remember when you used to, when you used to call blonde yellow hair? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yellow and the, uh, yellow and brown hair. Yeah. Yes, the the br- the blonde and the brunette. And now we're getting towards our it. So first, they're choosing they're trying they're choosing some music, and the shelf gets a little bit loose. From yeah. It. And what song do they choose? And, get, and the, the 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 song is a good one, but we're gonna I'm gonna we're gonna have that once I've told you. So here oh. is your next choose your fate. So the Ashlyn, the brunette Ashlyn says Ashley or Ashley. 
It says Ashlyn here. Ashlyn. I just called them both the Ashleys. <laughs> I think one's Ashlyn and one's Ashley. Yeah. So there's Ashley and Ashlyn, the, the Ashes. And um, Ashlyn, the brunette one, um, says that it's really cold in there. And why does Yuri keep it so cold? And yeah. the blonde one says probably because it helps the heating, which it probably does. Yeah. And um, then the question pops up on the screen. She goes up to change the degrees and it asks... Do you want it to be 73 degrees or 76 degrees? <laughs> it's a very strange one. Yeah. But, uh, so which but which one would you choose? 73 or 76? I actually got a coin to flip in case I had to do that. Yeah, um, it's not a coin flip again. <laughs> I have to go to my heater and choose one. <laughs> you go up to your heater and choose one. <laughs> yeah. That's what we'll sit in for this time. I'm going to go 73. I'm feeling lucky, baby. 73. You're on a, you're on a roll here because... Uh, Choosing 73, the scene goes on the normal way. Wow. So the normal where? Okay, so let's talk through the normal way. We we know how this plays out. So it's a great it's, it's a great sequence, and you said about the music, and it is all helped yeah. by that. The music, I don't know why, but it just makes this kind of it feels weirdly fun at the same time as being horrifying. Horrible. Yeah, and they get so they get into the uh, tatting bed. The one of them's completely naked, isn't she? And the other one's just got her babs out. Um, but she's still got her panties on. She says she like she boyfriend says likes boyfriend tan likes tan lines. <laughs> um, and then they play Ohio players love roller coaster. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, you know what's going to happen. It's a, it's such a nice callback to the obviously the main like disaster of the film. Yeah, but at the same at the same time, it, that's what I meant about that kind of that black comet or dark humor. Kind yeah, of thing. this is full on like dark humor the way it plays out because they start having a little dance whilst they're getting a tan, but then. Do, 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 do. <laughs> And then they start, um, you know, the heating starts to go up. Yeah. And they're, they're not fussed about it. it the, uh, the the drink that was on the side is dripping down. It causes yeah. that electric to malfunction. So it's like saying, do not go over 250 something. And you see it starting to slowly rise. The UV rays start getting stronger and stronger. And you can see the lights inside. They're getting brighter and brighter. And you can also, and you hear, the, you hear Ashlyn, the brunette, say that she's fucked up and it's getting too hot in here already and at the same time we see wendy who's starting to get she's she's looked through the pictures for the first yeah. time and she sees the flash that on the picture it shows ashley and ashlyn really overexposed yeah kind of like from the, the bright they've won like a red thing yeah it's... it kind of the flash has like kind of gone off on them as well and it yeah it's um yeah really overexposed and also her light starts to flicker a lot yeah, and this is when she decides to ring, and we're and they've left. I think I believe the phone is on the shelf, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So the sh it starts vibrating on the shelf. So Wendy's part. Of, Wendy's the murderer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wendy. <laughs> Damn you, Wendy! So um, yeah, the phone's vibrating. Then I'm sure that the phone vibrating causes the the shelf starts to come even. I think yeah. isn't. I think this is when the brunette Ashlyn. This is when she goes right. It's too hot. I'm going to open it. And that kind of that extra vibration, I think, helps the whole thing. Yeah. So the shelf falls down on top of them and literally pins perfectly it's, between yeah, it the sides. Perfectly in between. Good old. So death. they are literally now trapped inside as the heat starts getting hotter. And then it, the light, the bulbs explode into oh, their yeah. faces. Yeah, they're like, well, they're slamming against it, aren't they? Yeah. They're slamming. And it starts to get too hot, and you're starting to see their skin start to bubble up yeah. and things like that. And that is when it starts to crack. You've got. I, I always thought there was going to be more with the like because there's the fan at the top of yeah, the, the is, blonde one and she's getting like she's pushing up and it's getting closer and closer yeah. and closer. So I I thought something was going to happen there as well, but 
oh man, I just remember this playing out and be like, oh my god, like, like I, I watch horror films plenty at that age, but this is uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, and it's weird at the same time because it's both uncomfortable to watch and at the same time I want to be singing along and roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fun. It's just like it's playing on two parts of my mind. I want to yeah. do karaoke, <laughs> and part of me wants to look away from a two scream. people burning i mean that's yeah. not two things i normally no. get karaoke and two people burning yeah not normally put together in a package <laughs> but when they are <laughs> it works for us so the bottom of the glass starts to crack as well yeah and then that's where when the glass underneath cracks that's when i think i think the ashley the blonde one goes first it's basically you get kind of an electric and, and she bursts into flames yeah you both get them burst into flames and you just see them. It still lays out for a little while to see them burning as and, they're burning either side. And... and then there's the beautiful shot when the camera goes above them yeah. and it shows the two beds burning and then it's the two coffins. Yeah, so you hear a kind of screaming together. go over and the screen yeah. still continues into the coffins. What would have happened if I chose 76 degrees? Ah, but if you should choose 76. So this one's quite nice because it plays out quite differently. Not completely differently, but some things that are set up a little bit play out here. So um, Ashley manages to get out of her tanning bed. Okay. So uh, she ma manages to get out. The difference is her phone is in her bag now, not in the not on the shelf. So the shelf doesn't fall off like straight okay. away. It is loosened, so you can see. And you see when she opens it, it starts to. But she gets out. But as she gets out, that's when the shelf comes down and it knocks her out. Oh, shit. So she's left in the middle of the floor, but naked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's not when you want Frankie Cheeks. No, that's <laughs> not when you want Frankie Cheeks. <laughs> in comes Frankie <laughs> Cheeks. <laughs> and the film becomes a whole lot darker. <laughs> yeah. That was an elaborate setup. So, yeah, but she knows it's malfunctioning. So she's getting out because she's just getting too hot. So the bit when yeah. she says, I fucked up, it's too hot. That's when she decides to get out of the tanning bed. Ashley's screaming her to wake up because Ashley is still in there going through the heat now. So she's literally starting to burn. Yeah. And she's tapping against it and she's really crazy, like going mad as always. And you see kind of blood across the top where she's rubbing her, like smashing her hands to try and get out of her. Um, the, uh, the, uh, Ashlyn is woken up by Ashley screaming. And as she gets up, she manages to pull, she manages to get Ashley out of there but as she goes to grab Ashley to come out, that's when the bottom glass breaks and smashes and Ashley, the blonde one, gets electrocuted while oh. burning and Ashley has grabbed her, so she gets electrocuted that's at the actually, same that's time. That's really cool. And, yeah, they both... Well, one drops down dead, the other one starts burning. <laughs> yeah. Because she's still kind of in that kind of heat. That's pretty cool, I thought. Yeah, so it, it's it's quite cool. It's, it, it's, it's a different, and the original one works better because you then kind of flip back to the film... And it, it still has the same scream. It has the same scream, but it doesn't have that beautiful shot between the two. Yeah. So although I wouldn't swap up the original version, it's a nice different version. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's one cool idea that they actually filmed a completely different version just to add a different change of fate. Yeah. So the more of the, the drink coming down and the water that was gathering on the floor kind of plays into it a little yeah, bit definitely. more. That was kind of set up a little up. bit. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was, uh, that was okay. our alternative. So we get a few that are quite well done and a few yeah. that are just like basically exactly the same. And then I'm sure after this, you know, they realise that we there's get... something going on and they go to, they find out about the Ashley's death. And then, and um, that's what the one thing that I did actually quite like is um, Ian McKinley is at the funeral and he, he starts saying about, because they're, you know, they're, they're going on about how God 
does something oh, yeah, at the yeah. funeral. And then Ian McKinley's like, well, you have, you know, people who have committed mass atrocities. He says, like, Charles Manson. Charles Manson. And, and... Uh, o- Osama's still, I was about to say Obama. <laughs> Obama. <laughs> Osama's still going. Yeah. Kicking. Yeah, he has a really nice, like, kind and of, like, monologue. Like, and, then, and then he says, you know, but apart from, like, going to a tanning bed, or apart from being, like, you know, these pretty girls vain, do, yeah. these girls didn't do share. Yeah. And, th- and that is true, because they're, they're kind of... Ch- they are like relatively just sweet, harmless girls. Aren't yeah, they? They at are. the end of the day, no. they're just yeah. It um, is that that the, that is one sequence where they have tried to add a little bit more because we do get it gives us a good idea of Ian. It doesn't give us anything of his other half, Erin, who's basically silent until just before she dies. I think. Yeah, um, and it also it also it also makes us loathe Frankie Cheeks even more, Mr. Cheeks, because he has that whole they, they you know they trying to look good for me. Yeah, if they had enough in. Yeah. And he does. He does it. Then say his full name is Franklin Cheeks. Yeah. He's like Franklin Cheeks. How dare you? <laughs> like yeah, that. He's it's talking. Like... He's talking in third person about himself. Oh. And then we also get um, that uh, Wendy goes to Jason's um, grave, her boyfriend. And yeah. We get the wind. So we yeah. get a lot in the previous two films. We get the wind kind of blowing around them, and it's like as if they're suddenly like, "What's happening here?" And they start to get that idea. And obviously, Wendy was looking at the pictures, and this is what leads them to then go. Right, What's we need to look at we need to look at the next one. Who who do we think was next? Now, there's never actually I don't there's never really like they're talking through the pixel. I think it's just assumed they don't they 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 kind of they never necessarily say like do the whole this person was sat here and this person was sat here. They kind of just go right on the picture. I'm sure that Frankie was next to Ashton. Like they kind of yeah. play out, but the other ones kind of did a bit more of like a mapping out of it. This yeah. one kind of just goes through the pictures and so I think that they were there and they were there. Yeah. Like it's a bit looser. <laughs> this it's one. They're not completely is. sure about who's where in some part. Yeah. Which does play into the mystery characters who were not. They don't know who else was filling up some of the seats. Yeah. And next on their list is Mr. Franklin Cheeks. Yeah, Mr. Cheeks. Um, and they're looking at a picture of him climbing the ropes. So he's climbing like the ropes yeah. on the thing, and they're like, "What it ropes? Something to do with ropes? Something to do with strangling? Things like that?" They're like, they, yeah. "They don't have a clue." And this is after, straight after. So the death does come pretty quick after this. It does it because comes it, basically, well, I'm sure that whilst this they're is looking for to Frankly, death to death to death, yeah, whilst they're looking for Mister Cheeks, um, I'm sure that that he's actually in front of them. And this is where his death kind of yeah, happens. they're looking yeah, they're looking at the pictures in the car. And uh, we get the same the same lager company yeah. <laughs> that comes by, and the la- so they're in the queue for the drive through. So yeah. this is basically where we are. As they're working out, it's Mister Franklin Cheeks. Mister Franklin, they're there Cheeks. and they're stuck, and and the lorry starts to come right in next to them, being a total dick because it literally crashes basically into the side of them, yeah. trapping them inside. And then on the radio, we get the song. There is someone, someone walking behind you, or yeah. somewhere, um, which is nicely laid out across the film. Yeah, so it's kind, it's kind of a creepy. Film, yeah, um, you've got, and then someone comes and parks behind them, and then they notice on the monitor that it starts to flicker and change. It's like watch out, watch or something like that. And yeah, then we, and then that's when I think it's Kevin who notices at the top of the the, 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 the truck. The truck. The guy has lost yeah. control of the truck and it's coming down. So they honk the horn. To try and get the person in front, and obviously they don't. The know who person it is. in front flips them off. He flips them off, and here we go to our next. Choose your fate. <laughs> so the drive-through scene when the truck runs down the hill. So your choice is: should Kevin tries to honk the horn, and then he, in the normal version, he gives up. He basically gives up. But it says: should Wendy honk the horn again? Yes or no? Yeah. Yes. 
By choosing yes, Wendy does so, and the person turns around and flips them off again. But this time they see who it is because he turns around and flips them off. Mr. Franklin Cheeks. They see it's Mr. Franklin Cheeks, so they know who it is. Kevin and Wendy realize it's Frankie. Kevin kicks the windscreen open, just as it does, and he and Wendy jump out. Then Kevin grabs Frankie and pulls him out of his car. Just as the truck collides with Kevin's truck and the fan blows out, Frankie, Kevin, and Wendy lie on the floor, staring at the fan protruding out of Kevin's truck, where Frankie's head had previously been. So, just to make it clear, he's not dead. He's alive. Yeah. He's looking at where his head would have been. Um, it's... Uh, it is revealed that Frankie suffered a neck injury and is taken to hospital. So that is that is what would have happened. This is your first one where you've chosen you chose to save Mr. Franklin. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, I, but I'm, you didn't know the consequences of your actions. I do. I think we might have discussed this. You did. We did mention one, this, so I knew, and I quite like this. If you want to tell them what happens. So, well, it actually doesn't come until a little bit later. Oh, okay. So we don't we find out more about Mr. Franklin Cheeks a little bit later. Um, what where his goes with that? And there is a there is one thing I always loved. Um, so let's talk about the theoretical version. In yeah. the theoretical version, if you'd said no, then it would have played out the same way. So they would have tried to get out. They would have ended up trying to get the people behind to reverse, but that doesn't work. And they smash the windscreen in and they get out, but they don't get the person in front out. Yeah. So Because I get... It, it's kind of weird to me now because you figure out the fate. If he was able to grab the person and pull them out, it kind of feels weird <laughs> now that Kevin didn't try to do that for a random person anyway. Yeah, it does. Even if he'd flip them off, he's just like, fuck you, then. Fuck you, die. <laughs> well, I guess because they don't know it's Mr. Franklin Cheeks. Yeah. They're assuming that it's coming for them, maybe. Yeah. I think so, yeah. So yeah. I think I think they maybe think that nothing's going to happen to the person in front because they're at the front. They might just get maybe smashed forward a bit, but not killed. Yeah. But um, but instead, the uh, it's a beautiful death. Yeah, it's a it's, a it's a deserved death, as we've mentioned. Yeah. You and uh, so yeah, the truck goes. The truck explodes. Not explodes. <laughs> the truck basically the engines burst forward. The the convert the fan is burst right into the back of Franklin Chief's head. And his head just kind of gets chopped up. <laughs> yeah. And you get that that lovely extra bit when his head, like, it stops for a minute, jerks. And then it, the fan, yeah. like, breaks one more time and his head just gets, like, thrown forward. Kind of thing. Yeah. It, Fuck Mr. Franklin Cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I always thought that was... I thought that was a good death and, and a well... Cr a creative death, I thought. Yeah, it was relatively creative. Um, but, yeah, again, I think for me... It, it's signs that this franchise has, is kind of putting his foot on the his foot on the gas. You know, it's going death. Yeah, it's slight it's bit of exploitation it. story. Another death. Yeah, and unlike the unlike the Ashley's death, which I think was really well done, I think like visually this death looks good. And yet again, this has a lot of see um, a lot of practical effects in it. It does. Which always yeah. looks good. But I think the truck coming down the hill and that kind of thing happens really quickly. There's yeah. not too much kind of build-up of it. Unlike the Ashley's death where you kind of have all these different red herrings and you have all these different things and it's like, oh, how could this happen? It kind of happens quite quickly. Yeah, um, I think a, li a little bit of extra tension could have been built there in the car yeah. because they seem to smash through that windscreen and get out pretty quick. It, it could have built the suspense maybe just a little bit more, like, but... I guess it is quite a tense. It is quite a tense scene. I I still think in general that this 
one, it still has, well, the, the deaths are still there creatively. Like, they've still thought of some yeah. quite cool ideas for different kind of deaths and things like that. It is just the fact that, as you said, they are starting to kind of rush through. Yeah. So the more, the further the film goes on, the more the kind of, you know, any explanations kind of out the window, any character development starts to disappear more and more yeah. as the film goes on. After the Ashley's death, we don't get many scenes where they're really talking about it. And this kind of happens pretty much straight through to the end of the film. Yeah. And the end of the film itself feels quite rushed. Yeah. Because um, I'm sure, literally, I'm sure Mr. Franklin Cheats dies, and then I'm sure after that it go. They look. Lewis. They look through the picture, and then in another picture, there's like a fan behind Franklin yeah, Cheats' a, head. Yeah, there was a fan behind his head, and then they and then it goes straight to Lewis, doesn't it? I'm sure. Yeah. I can't think there's much else of note that actually happens. I think it pretty much is. It's just looking at that and the stuff with her sister, where her sister's like, "That's my bracelet" and things like that. Yeah, a little hint for later about little the bracelet. Hint, yeah, and um, I know one thing. To be fair, with that, like Franklin's cheeks death, the one thing I do really like is the fact that they're literally covered in bits of his yeah, brain matter. <laughs> and I, I literally remember. I remember when I when that when I finally got into the cinema at that time. As I said, the people next to me really did enjoy it. One of them was literally like hiding behind his popcorn <laughs> the hell? like literally, really not like liking it at all i i, I remember a bit of a dick move because i was really like it, i was really like interested in the fact that when wendy's sitting there in the ambulance with kevin she has like brain all down her legs yeah and it's like still really obvious and i remember putting that out to the person next to me and they literally like gagged <laughs> oh, because yeah. they were like that sickened by the idea that it was like brain matter still oh, look at the brain matter still yeah. over her trousers <laughs> Yeah, I think the first time I watched this, I think it was on the. I was, it was actually at home. Um, I got it on a DVD set, like I said earlier, and I'm sure it was the first time I watched the third one. And I actually did the uh, choose your fate. Yeah, and I got I did the first one, and everything went exactly as it was in the theatrical version. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to bother doing this then. <laughs> and I stopped like right after that. And so it would have been cool to do that. I might have to YouTube the the extra scenes to be honest man yeah but what it's quite it... cool so um so next we've got um so kevin and wendy are talking basically this is basically straight after they're talking at a house about the photos they've had a little look through they looked at franklin's like you said and then they see lewis and it's got the 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 weight coming back down upon his head but there's yeah. also in the in the background and this is where it comes to the choose your fate they've because... got the skibitors haven't they in the background and there's something something else in the background as well just the is that the skibbiters are like the sword? Yeah, right? I, was say, I, was, I was like, I think he means the. I think I know what he means, but I'm yeah. just making sure. So yeah, you've got those. So basically, it comes and Kevin goes, but it asks you, should Wendy have another look at the photos? Basically, should she have another look at the photos? I would. Well, I'm going to say yes. Of course, I'm going to say yes to that. So yeah, the review. So if you click no, the movie would continue as normal, and it would go straight to the Lewis scene. Uh, but it does continue here, except she hasn't ever looked. Whereas in the first shot, she they were looking at the weight coming down on his head. Yeah. So that leads them obviously for somewhere that has weights. Obviously, this time she notices whatever you said, the skimmeters. Yeah, the skimmeters. <laughs> skimmeters. There you go. I skimmeters. I don't know. The, the, yeah, those the sword. those swords. <laughs> uh, she notices them more fluently and goes, and that's what again still leads her back to the gym because she knows that that is the symbol of the 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 team that they're yeah, with and the school the McKinley's that's McKinley's symbol. 
So basically, the only difference here, and I am going to point out what happens in the, the the original one, plays out quite a bit more slowly. In this version, basically, when they walk into the room, uh, Lewis is already on the weights machine. Yeah. And basically, as soon as he comes in, he basically he sh- he basically shouts at them and says Fisher, which is Kevin's last name. He goes Fisher, and he pulls down the dumbbells. And it basically, as soon as they walk in the door, his head explodes, and you see the blood, the blood <laughs> just splat across the room. That's how quick it happens. Wow! So yeah, this I'm... is like a really cut down version of the thing, but it also doesn't. This this version of the fate actually doesn't really make sense because um, the swords are still up. So yeah. it says that the swords are like it basically implies that the swords are already have already cut the wires, but they're still up there. Yeah. So. To talk about the original version when they walk in, there's a million and one things that could be in that room. There are I, a million. I quite ways. like it because there's a bunch of dudes just just going going hog wild in the. Wendy's gym. literally looking around the room like there's literally a million things that yeah. could kill me right well, now. Well, there's the there's the puddle and the music thing next to the next yeah. to the uh, yeah next to the uh, cooler which next is cooler, leaking which is leaking. There's people doing like um, doing. Like weights with like the the, the, the dust. like the dust that they put on their hands and things like that. Yeah, people do bench pressing. And it's all just things, and things look like they're not quite safe anyway. And you've yeah. got you've got uh, Lewis walking around from one to one. Now I would say like it, although uh, th- this so this version is much better than the fake version definitely because um, it keeps moving from different ones. He's talking to them and he's being a standard dickish. This is the only thing where I think when we're talking about the character development, where I suddenly thought this is the first character where I really felt like weirdly I felt like I understood Franklin Cheeks more than Lewis was the complete stereotype of a jock. He kind of was, wasn't he? But he doesn't get after we see him in the opening. Maybe we see a thing in the memorial. We see him at the, the memorial back. and at the Ashley's funeral. But yeah, I think he all he does is take um, take Ian McKinley away. That's it. He takes him away. So we literally learn nothing about no. him, basically. Yeah. Really. We do nothing other than the fact that he can slam down the hammer and he can call people a pussy. <laughs> basically. And he can take people away. That's and we what know we know that about he wants this guy. to be in the NFL. That's yeah. basically. So we know that he is cannon fodder completely, but it is one of the this is definitely the out of the one so far. You could feel you could feel one way or another for the Ashley Ashlyn. You yeah. could feel one way or the other cheeks is enough to kind of hate him. Yeah. This one don't know enough to hate him. Don't know enough to like him. Just he's just there. He's just there to be a blood bag. Basically, yeah, yeah he's a, a body bag. Blood bag. A blood body bag. bag. <laughs> yeah. Well, that... I guess I, part of him is a blood bag after it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's when Mendy and that noticed the swords are above, like above, and someone else is already working on it, and the swords are jangling away as they yeah. go around. Um. But there are there are there are other things. There's like the weights that he's lifting and things like that. Yeah. Thinking that could come down on his head. You get lots of nice little teasers because it's such a dangerous zone. Yeah, and I think I think it's it, the, the, the actual scene's done relatively well yeah. for a character that, like you said, doesn't have much actual character development, isn't really given much of a screen time or anything to do. He actually has one of the more built-up scenes, mm. you know, which kind of does strike me as quite strange. I mean, I guess maybe because they give him no character development <laughs> for this scene. Um, but yeah, it, it does matter. But anyway, the death is, as we said, involving the swords. So, although that's the other thing. When you're sat there, you're thinking these swords clinging down. You think that the swords are going to come down and basically kind of whack off his head, aren't you? Yeah. Um, which, it, it's nice that it doesn't go for that because you can already see that that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. They don't really look like extreme... They don't look like... 
they're enough to cut wires, but they don't look extremely sharp. And they also aren't, they're too high up to really get him. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so they're clanking away, clanking away as the last guy's on him and it breaks out. And before he goes to sit on them, it clanks and it, but he thinks that that's him surviving death because it literally just misses him. The two swords coming down and he's like, hell yeah. Like, and this, and for me, this is actually better than when clear does it in the first film because you know if you listen to the first episode you know i found it a bit cringe when clear was like well if this is death's plan then fuck death oh, yeah. you know whereas when lewis is like you know he's like i'm gonna live forever yeah this is fuck a- death. yeah this did it's because i think with clear as we said so it didn't match her character at all no that line whereas this one completely matches very few things we know about Lewis is that yeah. he's that jock and he you totally believe he's like roided up he, like yeah. fuck death because he's doing when he when he's doing one of the exercises he's going through like how his life's gonna be and he's like I I mean you know we watch a bit of American football but you know he's going yeah. like 180 touchdowns a season <laughs> 60 yard runner and he's doing yeah. he's that means nothing to us yeah it's like, it's <laughs> he's li- saying all of it's this literally stuff, all this stuff like, he's saying it's like all american he's getting quarterback. he's getting himself hard <laughs> yeah and he's getting over what hard. he's telling himself and his future and then he you the know, line works perfectly also it's very much it's like the terry line in the first one yeah so you can go drop dead back yeah it's, the, it's that it's the you know fuck death and i thought weights it was and, a, I thought it was a relatively decent subversion as well. It was, yeah. And because that's what I mean. you think the swords are going. You think then... the swords are going to get him and then that. And you're like, what the hell's going to get him now? You don't completely see that the wires are cut properly anyway. No, you don't. So that's when you're like, what the hell's going to happen now? We know that the last guy was on it and that works perfectly fine. So we don't realize that. And he pulls down the levers and smash goes his head. Yeah. And, it's, and the weights that... break and come yeah. down on him. I thought that was really quite a cool thing. Yeah, um, just splat. That's it. We basically just get one big. I think this is just this is one that is CGI. I believe one yeah. big CGI splat of blood, basically. Yeah. Um, and then I'm sure it just jumps to. Uh, is this literally this, um, this? Yeah, this is literally. They're like talking to each other outside. They've they've changed clothes from what we can see. And they're chatting to each other about it, and they're just basically like, now nah, we just need to go. We need like, kind of basically, they've been too slow, and they need to get ahead of this a bit more. They need yeah. to try and get in there. So, yeah. Um, this then goes to the next death along. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It, just... it literally does. It goes straight into goes straight into Ian and Aaron at the... Uh, wherever she were. Wherever they were. It's like, like a screw fix. <laughs> yeah. B&Q. It's like a, a, like a department... A hardware store. A hardware, hardware store. store is the international phrase people might recognize. Yeah. And we open with Ian uh, shooting at pigeons. Which is a dick move. Yeah, like, I fucking hate, yeah. I hate pigeons and seagulls, but I ain't got to shoot them. Yeah, with a nail gun as well. Yeah. Um, and this is when our next question pops up. Whether he should fire a kill shot or a warning shot. Warning what shot? A I'm warning gonna, shot. I'm not going to kill a pigeon. I'm not just fucking am. So, by choosing kill shot, the movie continues as normal, because in the film, he, in the normal theoretical version, he shoots and kills the pigeons. You see several fall pigeon. down. I think one maybe gets away. The rest of them are dead. Um, so in this version, you're you've now been a nice person and you've chose that Ian will miss the pigeons. And as they fly away, uh, Ian laughs and says, "You can run, babies, but you can't hide—not from Daddy, because now he's pissed off, man." 
that's his added line there. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then um and then we play out the whole scene where this is when Wendy and Kevin show up as Aaron's talk Aaron gets a couple of lines finally saying about when this is done, can we close up and go? And they're going around their business, cutting wood and putting things away on shelves and things like that. And Kevin and Wendy appear at the gate with Erin and say, we really need to talk to you. Yeah. And this is when Ian basically, although he has that very nice speech, as we said before, most of what he says is a very dickish. And it's dickish. It's condescending and he's, he just doesn't believe it at all. He's very much a... I think we've all met a person like him, to be fair. He's someone who thinks he knows he knows everything. Oh, and yeah. he can't possibly. And if it defies his expectations, he 100% would not go with it. So it's... You 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 kind of start to hate that he just won't listen at all. Yeah. And he starts to... It's, yeah, he's kind, yeah. Of one of, he's kind of one of those characters. Yeah, yeah, certainly who I thought of. Yeah, that's who I thought of. Um, and yeah, he, he won't believe it no matter what they can give him as any proof. And he probably wouldn't. And he even spouts off, you know really douchey kind of like lines about that he's obviously learned in some fake psychiatry book or psychi- yeah. soci- like sociology psychology so- book sociology 101 yeah but like the interesting point he does raise is when he's like well what if the person at the end kills themselves yeah you know that's one thing that they do add here which is um actually as we had, the, the idea the concept's been played of another character, but not the final character. So we had Eugene in Final Destination. Yeah, Eugene Trano. And it does, and it does come up in the next, uh, the next film as well. This kind of plays into it in some parts, into yeah. one scene as well as an alternate scene in the next one. But this scene, this idea is actually never really fully played up of what would happen if the main person killed himself. Would that change anything? Would it just like where would we go with that? And that is his question. It is quite an interesting question. You're going like. I don't know if it would would it throw them off, but I feel like we've we haven't seen many things that do end up throwing off death plan. No, well we saw Eugene couldn't kill himself. So I'm yeah. guessing that um, Wendy then, wouldn't be able to kill herself. Yeah, although the odd thing is that we do actually live in a universe technically because there's no actual mention at at least at this point in the film, there's no actual mention of the characters because it's a standalone. There's yeah. no mention of the characters from Final Destination 2. So as far as we're aware, Kimberly and Burke are alive and well. Yeah, as far as well. They are not like there's no fit, and there never is an official thing. This says yeah. that they aren't. So they kind of survive that. So we don't. Although with the later films, I think after this film, we do start to assume that People. basically, if this happens to you, you're fucked. Either basically, way, you're fucked. Yeah. But that's not actually the case here because we have two living previous main cast main yeah. cast members who are still alive and well. So it does kind of throw up a question: Is is there a way to throw off the loop, and is there a thing? Obviously, with the last film, would say, right, you have to basically drown yourself and bring yourself yeah, back to life, to and that's how you resurrect do. yourself. Resurrect yourself, basically. Put yourself on a cross and come back several <laughs> days later. Happy Easter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're slightly late with that. But... <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit late there. Um, so, anyway, we get to this whole head with Ian and Wendy and Kevin, and they start to be the only thing that they have with Ian is meant to be next on the list. Yeah. And all they've got with him is kind of like placards of like like things like I think it says McKinley, but it has like little wooden stakes. But it also yeah. has like a gun, a gun like he's going got a shooter, off, hasn't he? Kind of thing. And this is when we get quite a sequenced one because we get the whole um, a part falls off from the top and falls onto the forklift. The forklift starts moving slowly. It, it pulls yeah. the metal chains. It starts moving forward into things and knocking things over and causing 
loads of mess throughout the store and no one realizes or hears this machine yeah. traveling through the store uh -huh. behind them as they continue to do little jobs. Well, I guess Ian is cutting wood, I believe, at this point as well and making yeah. other noise. And uh, this is where... And then he trips up and almost goes into it, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he does. That, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Quite <laughs> and then we have the... we, And then that's when Wendy notices the wooden stakes right above Ian's head. Yeah. As the forklift hits behind it and starts to push it forward. And uh, I think Kevin then spots what Wendy spotted and jumps over and saves... I think, is it... I can't actually remember if it's Wendy or Kevin who saves his life, actually. One of them jumps in the way and saves him as the plaques start coming down, which would have been a pretty cool death. That would have been a cool death. <laughs> For him to have got impaled from above kind of thing yeah. would have been pretty badass. Um, yeah, so he get he gets saved. and he gets. But this then leads to a chain reaction. Now, here is the difference between the deaths because you chose to save those pigeons. <laughs> I did. I'm going to save a pigeon. Come on, man. <laughs> so after Ian is saved from being impaled by the plywood... The, the plywood does not pop the sandbag. Now, in the original version, it pops the sandbag yeah. is what causes Aaron to fly backwards. Um, instead, the pigeons that weren't shot fly up into Aaron's face, which ah. causes her to trip backwards. And then we play out the same way where her head gets basically repeatedly shot again and again Nailed and again. Her. Which is really <laughs> nicely added with the fact that her hand is against her face. So it goes through her hand and yeah. her head. And you, then you just get that, like, like ah, kind of yeah. noise come she out. She kind of her. slowly dies, doesn't she? And obviously, and Ian's Ian looks this. like he's like screams and like like what the hell? It like and I think now Ian believes it. And now he believes it. Yeah. He's looking at Wendy like, what the fuck are you? Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then it also ends with uh, the, it shows the picture of Ian and uh, with the sheep. Ian and Erin, but the pigeons now pecking at it instead of just being floating across the floor yeah so yeah so this time the pigeons got it but either way she was gonna die yeah so i couldn't save her you couldn't save her sadly um and this is this is where it gets because we've got we've said about it going from death to death to death and this is literally when it goes that they go home wendy and kevin and they um start realizing that they, they they try to work out what's come next and kevin is next yeah and Kevin's like, well, this off. is where it, they start to realize that if it skips, if somebody gets saved, then it skips to the next person. Yeah, um, I've seen this. Yeah. And uh, that's when Kevin says it earlier on in the film, they, they say that, like, I don't want to see that picture. But yeah. at some point, we're going to have to look at the picture. And this is when it's like he's on the phone to her and he's a security guard at a 4th of July celebration. I think he snuck in. Yeah. Is he? I can't. I, he's not, I don't think he's at work in there officially. I think he's just. I'm not. I'm not sure. He has got a jacket. He's got a yeah, but I think jacket. he gets that. Yeah, I don't I'm, know if that's why. Because I'm sure he takes it off after he scared the kids away. Yeah, and this at the same time, Wendy's looking at all the pictures. Yeah, and this is when she finally realised. She looks at one of the pictures and sees in the picture the bracelet. It's her sister's yeah. bracelet. Her sister was on the ride with someone else. Um, so one they they know who is coming next, which is it is still Kevin is meant. Yes, it is. It's Kevin who's meant to come. Oh no, there's someone else before Kevin, isn't it? It's the sister, isn't it? Is it this? Yeah, it's the, sure sister, it's the sister, and then it the sister, a mystery person, and Kevin. So they decide to look at it. He's all overexposed in his picture, like properly, like right in his face. And then where she flashed the camera in his face at the start of the film, as he coincidentally sees fireworks. Yeah, yeah. and Eric. Um, sorry, Wendy's is it has all that she's got. Hers is just completely right. It's just got a 
she's wearing a McKinley's t-shirt and they assume that that means Ian McKinley is going to kill her because he has the same name as yeah. their town and their school, which just seems really weird because it's like, how many people have got t-shirts that say McKinley? Like, it's, it's a, it feels like a leap, that one. Like, you're a bit... It pays off, but it feels like a leap. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and so that's when she's like, oh, shit, it's my sister. And we race down. And this is kind of the the build of the, fin- like, towards a finale of types of what we think is the finale, possibly. Yeah. Um, he, so we get um, kids are messing around with the fireworks, throwing things, throwing off cherry bombs and things like that and scaring people, which is scaring the horse. Yeah. And just as Wendy arrives, so um, Kevin's searching around for his sister. He finds her. She tells him to like, fuck off and yeah. like, leave me alone. Uh, and just as that happened, that's when the, the horse gets properly spooked and starts running away and the rope flips and flips around her neck. Yeah. And she starts getting dragged along, uh, Wendy's sister, um, which, I mean, my first reaction was like, shit, that would have broken your neck, like, straight away. Yeah, that would have snapped. Like, literally, like, it, like, midair, catches round and flips, and then she gets the full backlash of it, like, it doesn't, like, pull her straight away, it, like, flips, and then, like, a second later, it rips her away, which means, like, I'm like, fuck, I'm I'm surprised that your head isn't partially ripped up. Yeah, and horses are strong as fuck. I mean, it would have been a pretty cool death to just suddenly have a head just kind of like to have, rip have off. a head pop. Um, but yeah, she gets dragged along, and then Kevin kicks into action and runs to try and like save her. And does he get a sword or something from somewhere like a Fourth of July like reenactment or so? I can't. I swear he has a he has something to stop it to cut the rope. Yeah, he gets. I can't remember. When he tries there. to run, I can't quite remember what's in his hand, and I I feel like it was some kind of like. Proper like old sword, sword kind so of thing, like, like Civil why. War sword, and runs along, and um, <laughs> they they manage, they just managed to catch it and cut it again. By this point, I feel like she'd be dead by even by choking. She should have been dead. Well, she should have had a neck snap. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> uh, but somehow she's alive, and the horse runs off, and they're like, "Oh, this." And then um, is this? I feel like the order, the mystery person comes after, isn't it? Actually, the sister sister's, Kevin, because then he gets knocked into the. So as the horse is getting away, he gets knocked into the barbecue. Basically, the fireworks start like the, the fireworks haven't like started yet, but he gets knocked into the fire and the gas because what, like a kebab stick flies into the gas pipe. Yeah, and basically causes it, and then it explodes in his face. But Wendy, just as her sister's been saved, just manages to pull him out of the way. So Kevin is now saved and skipped, but then the horse goes and kicks, uh, keeps running, and he kicks into like, uh, I don't know, or does it like the rope catches onto the rope was still caught onto like a pole or something? Yeah, and it flips it through the air, and there's Aaron going, "You need like when it goes over to them, and they go, you need to tell who was the other person who was on the roller coaster.'" And then her friend, her friend, and um, like tries to run away. And... Yeah, she kind of backs up, like, "Holy shit, that's me!" And it goes impaled straight through her in like a quick, like, we know nothing about this girl. Yeah, we've not seen her at all. I guess like mystery character. This is our mystery reveal, and it's the sister, and it's this other. I don't know who she is. Asian just girl. A, yeah, it's just a <laughs> random lass. And she gets impaled straight through. It's fairly cool. She starts kind of moving down. It kind of reminds me of House of Wax when Paris Hilton gets impaled and her head kind of slowly it's moves It's a down. little bit, but yeah, again, for me, it just feels like it's just a random character randomly getting it killed. Does. You know? For me, this whole section with all of this happening feels really rushed. Oh, yeah. It felt super rushed, this ending. Well, because it? after this, 
Ian McKinley then turns up. Yeah. And he's got a shooter. Yeah. Oh, we had to, we did have a sequence of she was being followed by Ian McKinley anyway. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm gonna stop for a second because I have skipped one thing. So we said we'd go back to the um Mr. After, Cheeks. At Mr. Cheeks. So after Ian and that they go to the police station. Yeah. They get out of the, so this is the first time the way of actually mentioned the police might be a little bit like, <laughs> why do you keep being at people's deaths? Yeah. They didn't seem to care when the police were there when they left uh, Lewis, yeah. but they seem to care a little bit now and they're questioning them. They're just a bit suspicious about them. Um, now, this is where in, in an alternate take of the scene, they've added a scene in where as they're walking away, um, Mr. Cheeks, is, is the police car pulls up and Mr. Cheeks being pulled out of the car and say, saying, you've got to get, he says, you've got to get me a lawyer. You've got to get, like, you can't, uh, you can't arrest, you can't arrest someone if someone's pretending to be a slut, can you? <laughs> like that, that's, that's what it plays there. And then it pops up with a question for you. <laughs> okay. So I have two Frankie Cheeks questions. You have a, a nice Frankie Cheeks question. Um, Is there one for him to die in police custody? <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to see if actually I've got uh, with Mr. Frankie Cheeks. Mr. Cheeks. Oh, so later in the movie, after the police car scene, yeah, he's shoved into a police car. Cover, then the question comes up saying, was Frankie worth saving? Obviously, that's a yes or no question. Was Frankie worth saving? No. <laughs> if you say no, the movie continues as it was, and basically we just see that Frankie's <laughs> being taken off somewhere. So, but this is like this is like the biggest like section added to the film. If you press yes, it shows you the whole story from the camcorder's perspective. What the hell? So literally, like, we get before the film even takes place, we get a whole Frankie monologue backstory. It goes on for, like, five minutes. <laughs> Frankie it's Cheeks so, origins. It's, it's so that you've got to see. Like, find it on YouTube or something like that, because it's literally his camcorder footage of Frankie, like, Frankie, like, basically perving on different women in different locations oh, that's a weird thing like, to include it, it's a weird thing to include and then it gets to the roller coaster and then it gets to like all the scenes at the theme park and you see it so all those scenes that were with which is quite a cool little add-in it's a cool add the, the camcorder was actually like basically filming when they were filming the scenes so you get to see all of the films play out from frankie cheek's perspective yeah which is it's quite cool but it doesn't just stop there and go straight to cut across no we get a whole time of it goes from Frankie has this whole long monologue about like that from now on he he like look at him he's a he's a joke we basically it basically is something to make him you feel a bit sorry for Frankie Cheeks yeah because he's basically like look at me look at what I am who who am I with my shirt down to my belly button and this I got this on a theme park ride like I got this in a, on a ride this stupid necklace and he's trying to get the necklace off and he can't do it <laughs> and he's like that's it no I'm gonna I'm gonna use my I'm gonna use my this as art. I'm not gonna be this pervy person anymore. I'm not gonna do this. And he like start and from now on I will be Franklin Cheeks. <laughs> and he said, and I will do beautiful pitch, I will do beautiful recordings of waves and trees and things like that. <laughs> and then we literally get shots of him him <laughs> reciting a poem <laughs> over waves crashing <laughs> and trees breezing. <laughs> I can't remember what the um what the poem was <laughs> it's a sight of a whole like it literally it, it's actually it's actually quite well done until he's like following animals and things like that and then suddenly he gets a a runner comes past him and he gets a little bit back towards classic no, Franklin cheeks he was supposed to be changing <laughs> yeah and uh it's almost like when he gets this he gets saved and gets a second wind he starts going a little bit back towards like i was perfect as i was and then um 
he's in a coffee shop and he's recording a he's recording a woman's boobs and she's sat there and she's looking across and notices the camera and he's like having this fight with the coffee guy that he didn't get him the right coffee and things like that even though he's he's obviously being a complete like damp squid he's like he's like damp squid i just said damp squid that squib basically he's he's acting like a i don't know a prick prick no, but he's acting like he's a scare he's, he's, he's damp he's squid scared. he's like complaining but he's he's still acting like a complete like you know that he's got no backbone yeah um and the woman comes over looks at the camera and realizes that he's filming and she goes over to him and basically says like i'm a model and how much would you pay me to come and take pictures of me and how much would you pay to have time with me if you're like in front of him and he's like i'll pay you like 80 pounds <laughs> she's like 80 pounds i'm sure you've got more than that and he's like 110 like, <laughs> i'll go and get it off my stepmom yeah and um that's when she reveals herself to be a policewoman and arrests him in the coffee shop and the coffee barista behind's like how you doing there frankie you all right yeah <laughs> Do you want this to go? <laughs> and then we leave back to it. So we get this whole like five minute scene of Frankie Cheeks extra. And then it's and then it it basically has it that it, like you see at the start of the video, like the crime report that they've kept it and that he was done for like sex, like trying to like pervert, like I was about to say Try pervert to... the course of justice. Yeah. <laughs> but um anyway, it's hashtag a... damp squib. Damp squib. I said damp squib sorry, it's damp squib. Damp squib, damp squib. <laughs> damp squib. <laughs> doesn't make any sense yeah i've lost myself as well oh my god so um well yeah. now we, we frankie become... cheeks there you go the story of frankie cheeks is told in great detail yeah. he actually becomes the most in this version he is the character with the most backstory <laughs> yeah. you get to know the most about the sexual predator <laughs> the redemption and fall of, of, of frank cheeks yeah and uh ian mckinley let's let's jump back forward in yeah. time to the so at this point, there was more time, if you've watched this version, there was more time spent on the life of Franklin Cheeks <laughs> than there was on basically what was set up as the finale of the film. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Ian McKinley arrives and he's basically like, why are you trying to stay away from me to Wendy? Because Wendy's obviously backing up for him and he's, he kind of works out. He's like, is it me? Yeah. Am I the one that's going to kill you? Like you killed Aaron and you killed all, and you caused all of this to happen? And uh, we get that we get a quite cool where the the uh, fireworks finally explode, yeah, and they kind of fly around him, and this gives him an extra kind of confidence that I'm not going to die. It skip me. You're next. You're next. Not realizing that it's just kind of gone past everyone. Although I was a little bit lost on how it went past um, Wendy. Like it skipped I'm... him, but he should have been at the end. And I can't think of anything that Wendy was actually saved from in order for him to come next. Oh, me. The only thing I can think that. is, I'm thinking, does she get knocked out of the way of the fireworks? But the fireworks was supposed to be Kevin's death. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I feel like there's a little bit of a... I feel like they fly past and she gets knocked to the ground when the fireworks go past her, which I think is possibly her saving it so it's finally back to Ian. Maybe. But it doesn't quite make... It doesn't quite work with yeah. what was meant to kill her. With it, if this is what they're going with throughout the film, then it doesn't yeah. work. If if you know what was supposed to kill Wendy or what caused it to skip, let us know because we're a bit lost on that. Yeah, and it because it's such a it, rushed, it rushed segment. It I felt think a bit, hard, yeah. For me, it was hard to pick. So up. many people jump around and survive, and her sister's still alive now. Like her sister's alive. friend, who we just met, is now is dead. now dead. Um, so we have the cherry picker behind with the McKinley High sign at the back. 
<laughs> you're all right. Little burp there. Little burp. Um, with a McKinley High sign at the back of it, and he's like, "You're next. You're next." And we obviously can see what's going here, and the fireworks have caused the thing, the mechanics, to kind of loose, and we can see it's getting weaker and weaker as it is kind of dropping behind him. And um, this is actually when you get to choose which way does he jump? Does he jump left or does he jump right? This is your choice. I don't remember him jumping, but let's go right. I don't think he does jump. I don't think he moves at no, all I don't in the think original version. Let's go right. I'm not even sure he jumps in this version. So jump left or jump right. Um, if you jumped to the right, like you've said, uh, the cherry picker still comes down. He doesn't avoid death, but this time it completely crushes him. So just blood spatters out the side. Okay. Whereas in the theoretical version, half of him gets crushed and the other half's there. With his, with his sticking his finger up, or as yeah. Americans say, flipping the bird. Flipping the bird, I don't get why. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's there, and he's like, so it's a kind of weird, although moments before he didn't actually have his hands up flipping it, so I don't know exactly how he got in that position just as he gets crushed. <laughs> but, um, so basically, again, that that's one of the minor ones. That's like Lewis's one. It's like, they've only changed a little bit what if, of it. What if he goes left? It plays the same way. Oh. So that's when he gets cut in half. Yeah, I thought that this was going to be oh, so is he going to survive one way or the other? Like he manages yeah. just to get out of the way of it or thing, but no. Basically, he gets completely crushed or he gets partially crushed. <laughs> oh, well. That's your options for that. Um, and this is um, so um, this is when um, it, it does play out differently, and this is what actually would have been the original ending of the film. Okay, so this is the difference though. So if he gets completely crushed. Wendy and that are standing around and her sister starts getting upset and saying like, I don't know why, but she starts going on about the camera and saying, I'll return the camera. I'll return the camera on Monday as if getting rid of the camera is what's going to stop all of this. Yeah. As if this is some ancient <laughs> ca cursed camera, digital camera. Like um, Goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Say cheese and dark. Say cheese and dark. <laughs> um, and Wendy's just like, forget it. It's broken. She flows it on the floor and crushes it. And the three kind of walk off unaware that the broken camera kind of turns on one last time and takes a snap of them from like a distance. Ah, cheeky. But that was actually going to be the end of the film. That was it. So you would have had that whole rush sequence and then that would have been it. Yeah. And test audiences were like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, no, I fuck with it. I get it. Um, which literally led to them going back and being right. Okay. So they actually filmed 10 days before the premiere of the film. They had to, they filmed the, train that whole train sequence that comes at the end of the film was in the final <laughs> 10 days before the wow. premiere they did all of that work on it um so literally it was like they finished the cut 10 days before so that's a pretty mad time scale to yeah do that. that is isn't it I, I think they were really rushed on the production so well, i'm really surprised they managed to get it out to the cinemas and stuff like that yeah that's what in I mean. time yeah because it, surely they must have potentially I, I don't know, maybe call they, I don't know how they do the, it so quickly, but there are plenty of films where yeah. they've done that because the, the thought that pops into my head is like uh, like Avengers, like that at the end of Avengers, they have that shawarma scene where they're all sat around and they yeah. literally film that, like they film that following the first premiere at the, like the Chinese theatre in Hollywood. They went off and filmed that scene and then that made it onto the cut that was then released like a few days later. Yeah, it's all... So I don't know how they quite do it. Uh, I know that it, I know that a, nowadays it's a lot more digital though. So it's digital. It's just basically just a, a digital file that they send off to people. Whereas back in the day, it would have had to be ro rows of film that they sent off to people. But 2006, I would have thought it'd still be 
quite film based. I always honest. thought because there was always if when I remember when you were watching a film, you saw I always thought it was like the eye of Sauron, you know, <laughs> in the top right corner. Yeah. Every you see the cuts every minute or so it'd be like a bloop, like yeah. a little bleak, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's the show where the like the They've connected the different thing, yeah, the different scenes and the different parts. And so, yeah, so then they went off in the. Hey, Callie. They went off. <laughs> <laughs> my cat. Is, <laughs> my cat has just come downstairs. So we'll say hello to her. Um, so then we get to the um, the train scene. Yeah. So um, this is our our bleak little ending here. And it's a cool to... ending, to be honest. I like it. It is a cool ending. Um, all I thought <laughs> with this ending was. I just always thought of this ended. I thought, whoever made this one, because this one was actually kind of planned to be the final part in the film. Yeah. Like they were just going to end it on this, even though it wasn't connected to the previous film. It was got to be James that, Wong man. decided like this would just. I think this is a good place to end it, kind of thing. But then it did fairly well, and that's how the movies go. Yeah, that's um, But yeah, so it's quite it's quite interesting, like the kind of the way it plays out, and it did have a connection originally to the Final Destination Two. So it okay. was standalone, but there was one scene where it was going to connect right at the end. When they decided to do this reshoots, they decided, right, this could be a good way to end it. And I was thought it's a bit weird. This is why I was thought it's a bit weird to use trains, because I was like, train is the next obvious, yeah, the next obvious beginning of an X Final Destination film. I Definitely. would thought would be in a train, like a proper yeah. like derailing of a train, or like the things that could happen inside of the cabins would have been yeah. really cool to see it. Like, this is a subway, but I'd still like to see it as just a train one, to be fair, because yeah, it'd be quite cool. It was an interesting idea, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, so um, originally, uh, Kimberly and Burke, the off, off oh, yeah. Final Destination 2, they were going to be on the train. That would have been awesome. So they were both going to, they were both meant to be on the train. It's in the script, and they were both on the, like, the additional, like, that they yeah. had the script. And uh, then one of the actors didn't want to do it one of the two, and they decided if they couldn't get them both together, then they didn't want to do it, so they cut it. They oh, that's a shame, because that would have been a really cool way to end that. There is a little hint in our final fate that does play out here, though. So if you... Um, so there's, so they're on the train, and she's with new friends, and I believe it's five months later, so... Yeah. Um, she's, on, she's on the train, just with her friends at university, college, whatever... And she goes over to check the map. Now, this is where it this is where it changes, and it asks it asks you <clears throat> whether you want to check the rest of the map or whether you don't want to check the map. Obviously, check the map. <laughs> these these are really weird it, choices. It is really weird choices. It, it looks quite. They've got in the actual like DVD. They've got these quite kind of old like these kind of quite old like sketch versions, like these creepy like almost like puppet doll kind of animations that added with it which makes it quite creepy and they've got yeah. a woman saying saying the like the choices and things like that so it adds to the atmosphere um so if you have wendy check the rest of the map in tra on train one eight zero one eight eight i've said eight again it's zero eight one <laughs> <laughs> dyslexic yeah <laughs> um so it still plays out a very similar way as in we see kevin and julie meet up yeah on the train um, this is where I was like, it's not actually that different because, um, but the one thing it doesn't say quite here is that it actually has, as the the train is arriving in the stations, when you get a kind of group of like lads, hooligans kind of lads, yeah. like jumping on, he, he throws his uh, chocolate bar and it blows off. And that's when you see Mr. Rat come along and be like, oh, I'll have, yeah, a, piece of that. I'll have a little bit of that. And that's kind of what leads to the electrocution. Um, we have 
um, we see a newspaper article in the fake version. Okay. And the newspaper article, you can then actually, it gives you the choice to have, do you want to look at the newspaper? Which is kind of a cool little in-game, like, extra. And obviously you're going to look at the newspaper. You're going to look at the newspaper because on the front, the picture is of Kimberly from Final Destination 2. Oh, sick. And this is when it reveals what happened to Kimberly and Burke. So, uh, faulty wood chipper to blame is what it says. Oh, wow. Um, in a strange end to a long-running mystery that has kept conspiracy theorists and supernaturalists occupied for years, New Jersey police officer Thomas Burke and Miss Kimberly Corman, the last survivors of the infamous Route 180 pileup, died instantly yesterday when they were pulled into a malfunctioning industrial wood chipper. Fuck. Both were pronounced dead at the scene, obviously. The mush, the mush was pronounced dead at the scene. <laughs> By local paramedics. According to eyewitnesses, Miss Corman stopped at Goldstein's Hardware on Northway for directions. She was surprised to find Mr. Burke also in the store, having stopped by to purchase a fire extinguisher. Weird details to have. Yeah, definitely. Neither had seen each other since they were witnesses at the death of Mr. Brian Gibbons, a young man associated with the Route 180 mystery. So the one that blew up at the end. (laughs) At the same time, the brakes failed on an unmanned Camaro parked at the top of a hill. A little bit similar, yeah? Yeah. Which rolled down and crashed into the front of the store. In their efforts to escape, Mr. Burke and Miss Corman ran out the back door where a large industrial wood chipper was being serviced for a malfunctioning safety guard. Subsequent details are unclear, but apparently Miss Corman's coat got tangled in the wood chipper spinning blades, and when Mr. Burke tried to save her, they both both fell into the machine. Oh, fuck. That's to me, that's kind of better than Alex's off-screen death to me. It's it's a weird little detail. So it's not. I don't believe the newspaper can be seen in the original cut because it is kind of like a CGI edition. Yeah. Um, and it does give a few more details, but I won't read the whole thing. But it gives details like basically like the Camaro is Eric, the guy who gets impaled with yeah. the ladder, and the wood chipper belongs to the farmer who was Brian Gibbons, the boy yeah. who got blown up. His dad is actually that's his wood. Okay. They added like loads of extra little details in to kind of make it like that, but that's still kind of cool. Like it, it's a cool, it's a cool idea. It's a cool little addition, I guess, for what they originally wanted to do. Which this I'm guessing not. that would have meant that they would have got whoever played Thomas Burke. They couldn't get him to come back because yeah. if they had a picture of Kimberly, I imagine she would have had to be like, "Yes, you can use my likeness, or you can yeah, use possibly. my picture for it." I imagine. I mean, and it is cool to see to have some kind of conclusion to the uh, to it. So I to yeah, it, yeah. I, I, I like that. I like it. I like it. I mean, I, I also I kind of like like I like the, the idea that they actually survive, like just survive. To be fair, because yeah, sometimes this series does feel like a bit of a like a well, like, why even bother? Why even bother? Because no one like when every single one has everyone dying. It's kind of like what was the point then you know yeah, I mean? no, which is kind of the serious but i do feel it gets too stuck in that loop if there's no escape then it feels it does start to feel a little bit pointless and we do kind of get that a little bit here where it's rushing for all of the deaths and as we said so with the um so due so as they're on the train yes it starts to go wrong the rat causes the electrics and it starts flickering and suddenly wendy's the fact that they're all stuck on the train she's already got a very bad idea the only difference here is in the theoretical cut, she has the premonition of them all dying, and we get to see yeah. it play out in that way. And then, so basically, we get it all played out. So it plays out the same way here, except this isn't a premonition. So we see Julie get smashed by a train wheel as it's exploding and turning into itself. 
Uh, Kevin is ground against the tunnel wall, which oh. is really like a horrible death. That's a grim way, isn't like, it? Like Julie's is fast. Like uh, this is Wendy's sister, by the way. I don't know if said her name. No, we haven't said her name. We've just said it. Julie. Um, whereas Kevin's is literally he gets grinded apart. Oh. It's pretty. It's pretty horrible. Um, and then Wendy is all the, the only survivor. Uh, the Kevin bit in the, this fake version does play out a little bit longer though, so you get to see his blood kind of trail for longer. Get uh. his whole body kind of gets, and. Um, and then it plays the same way. Wendy's on the tracks. She's looking around at all the, her friends that are dead and all things like that. And then that's when you hear the, the train coming. And the only difference here is you see the train come towards her and then you actually see her body get splattered against the screen. Yeah. So they've added like a, like a kind of a, a splat. I, I slowed it down. You don't really get to... They've kind of just added like a dark effect as it gets yeah. wider into a red effect, which kind of makes it... so It makes you feel like she it's suddenly splat. got splattered against yeah. the screen, which is a nice little addition if they're going to add little things to these fate ones. Yeah. But that is the end of the film for the fate, whereas in the original version, it's a premonition. Yeah. But she's still too late. So they tried to stop it. They tried to pull the brakes. And then you hit, and instead you hear it, don't you? You hear it grinding, trying to grind to yeah. a halt. You hear it crash. You hear it explode. And then another fantastic little addition that's added is the song at the end of the film, Love Train. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that at the end of the film. Like, and um, yeah, it does feel like a weird, to, to, to waste such a big kind of thing like it feels like they were really like god we've got to go a lot bigger with this ending because that yeah. original ending was and i could i could i would have been very disappointed if that was the original ending just ended yeah so would that I. would have been like what the hell was that so they're alive they get away and that's it three of them survive and you're not going to give anything else to us nothing yeah. they just walk off into the sunset with a flashing camera like that's it <laughs> so yeah it kind of it would it and especially after how rushed that ending is yeah it would feel very yeah kind of thing. this bit felt quite a nice like although it doesn't take too long the suspense does kind of build up quite nicely at the end yeah and it does kind of give you a little bit of like it, it almost feels like whereas that last bit really rushed this kind of slows down and takes its time a little bit more like there's more time for like wendy's just be looking around because there's yeah the signs link to things as well inside we yeah get there's quite a lot in them where the signs around them link to things that have happened to them throughout the film like deaths that have happened in the film yeah like, she sees the tannin salon sign and she sees McKitt's. I think she sees McK the hardware store yeah, that they work in. Yeah, the hardware in. store. And uh, I think possibly Lewis, the, the team's symbol or something. Yeah, like that she sees, the, yeah, she sees or something like um, but so, yeah. yeah, and I think of the... I, I was going to say of the, of the three films so far, it's the strongest ending, but I don't think I would quite go with that because the ending of the first one does catch you off surprise you yeah know, i think with god so much i think definitely the first time you see the thin in the first one i don't know why but it just it works so it well. sticks so well whereas this one you kind of expect that they're all going to die but it's done in a way which kind of does you know it, it does still build some tension um i mean overall i think it is it is a it's an enjoyable film and yeah. I, you know i do like watching it it's just it, for me, it, like I said earlier, it's signs that they're, they're trying to crank through things and they're trying to crank the deaths up the, and they're trying to crank up some of the CGI yeah. and they're just trying to crank their way through these kills that they can. And they're bringing in these characters without any kind of character development. They're Absolutely. relying more on... <clears throat> these kind of stereotypes that you can just get out. You could just get this whole character's um, kind of 
personality and what they're about and the whole development in the lead up to the accident. And then yeah. after the accident, mm-hmm. you only really need to bring them in for the death scene. Yeah. And yeah. For me, it, it's kind of, it straddles the line between doing it well and the next film in the series, which we just finished watching yeah. um, whilst we have a nice little pizza. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there, there's a lot of the problems that I think start with this film. This is very yeah. much the building blocks of they're trying to build on this, this franchise and they might've originally planned to end it with this, like, but then it made a shit ton of money. So it is, it's no, not surprising that they went, okay, we had quicker deaths and we had, you know, yeah. more deaths and we had a more elaborate deaths. That's what people want. Let's crank it out. I think that's right. I think I think that what they did was they lent in and I think they wanted to try and make a fast paced kind of fun, kind of just more teen slasher kind of film. Yeah. Teen slasher without the slasher. You know what I mean? Um, and I think they did. I mean, I think in, in that perspective, in that, yeah, in that perspective of it, I think it, it, it works as like a fun film. It's yeah. it's easily watchable. Definitely. You can you can go for it like you can you could watch it several times and be like, yeah, it, it, it works. It works for what it is, but it's also not trying to bring anything new to the table. No. Uh, I don't know if that's because it's bring it to like it's trying to bring it to an end, but there are lots of things about the previous entries that we both said that we liked, like the invol- like the first two having some involvement of the police and really thinking logically about why these things will be happening and yeah. what effects it can have on people, even like the last one bringing in things like the suicides and things like that. Those kind of theoretical questions, like, as we said, Ian McKinley mentions the death thing, but that's never brought up on again or even no. thought about for a second, which makes sense, obviously, because she's not going to offer herself, like, it doesn't really work, like, it's a film about saving yourself more than offering yourself. Yeah. But, um, but those theoretical questions, they're never more than just a, a flash kind of moment. And it, it just doesn't involve, we we don't get, although we didn't mention that Tony Todd doesn't appear in this one either, except in voice. He, yeah, he's the voice he's... of the, the roller coaster, the devil. And he's also the voice of the train conductor at the end saying, get off it. You know, this is the final this exit. Is the final so, you know, this is your final destination. Um, <laughs> but yeah, apart from those little, like, little things and obviously the use of a double, we almost get a double disaster at the yeah. beginning and the end, which, you know, is, is very good. They both work really well in that perspective. There's lots of fun and inventive deaths. Um, but overall, this is the point when it has gone into your standard sequel. Yeah. No one gives a shit about character development. We know what works in the franchise for people to want to watch it. Possibly they're thinking maybe the reason the last one didn't do as well is because it tried too hard to go into those kind of big questions and yeah. bogged it down a bit maybe and that's you know whereas this one they were like oh we want it much fa- more fast-paced more about the yes yeah. more about the hot girls and get some tits get some titties yeah there. and that was their titty in the second one there was only there was one flash of titty which is when they were uh when they were in the car at the beginning oh the yeah Stoner guy sees the girl she for no reason the biker girl pulls her top up biker that's girl. it apart from that yeah and that's you know um that's pretty much it i mean what was your favourite death of the film? It had to be the Ashleys. It is, yeah. yeah it's there's there's nowhere a... around it, I don't think. It, yeah. I mean, it if... literally possibly, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what is my favourite death in the entire series, and I, it may possibly be this one. It, it might may. be, because it's such a good death. I mean, in terms of the whole setup, yeah. you know, um, and, it, and it rides the line really well between 
throwing in a couple of red herrings, you know, of, yeah. oh, it, what could cause this? Okay, we've got the, you know, we've got the drink that's spilling. We've got, you know, we've got the heat. We've got, um, you know, we've got a whole bunch of other stuff. And it, it's ri- and it's also, it, it's not fast, which no. makes it worse. Yeah. And I don't know if it, maybe it is quicker, but it feels slow because of how torture, like it's it's like a torture kill. It's like full on gore. Like you want to kind of look away at some points because you're like, shit, yeah. this is really hard to watch someone. Like, I mean, I on the things that I would hate to die by, like some of these deaths, I'd be like, well, at least that was quick. Yeah. Burning to death is pretty much my worst idea of dying. Like burning. if I could die anyway, burning to death is basically the way I would like. And I, I don't think most people, death. no yeah. one wants to burn to death. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's a slow way to just basically, you know, Particularly burning to death with your friend, yeah. because you would be like besties forever. Besties forever. Like if we were burn, if we were in a situation where we were burning alive, yeah. and we were we were close to it. I would be like, I want one of us to survive. Yeah. But if I had to see, if I had to hear and see you dying whilst I'm dying, oh, yeah. it's got to be. It's just extra brutal. You know? It is. It, it, um, it's horrible, and it's. I think is is weird because if they just burned, it would have been one thing. But it's that idea that not only are they burning, but they're trapped. Yeah, and they're, they're contained. It's literally it's literally like the closest thing they could have done to this death is when they go with the coffins. Obviously, the shot afterwards. It literally would be if they were stuck inside of a coffin and then they were put inside the incinerator. incinerator. Yeah, and that would that's basically what they what happened to them. They, basically, but yeah. I think the incinerator would have been quicker. <laughs> yeah, potentially because <laughs> it would have been hotter than that. Because that's yeah. kind of like a building heat, and that's the other thing. It's like. They're in there for a while. Their skin's bubbling, yeah. but they're not fully burnt, like full on burning yet. So it's yeah. just. Oh. And you've got Yuri, who can kind of hear it, <laughs> but he can't get to them. Can't get to them. Uh, yeah, and it's. I feel like he tried. Around. <laughs> well, I think he went around the front, didn't he? And then he, he locked, locked out front. still. And it's kind of like yeah, you just have all of this like, all of this building tension to it. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, I think, mean, I'm trying yeah. to think and not talking about the the, the next two, but. I, I mean, I don't think there's a better death in the next two anyway. Not that this springs one. to mind. Um, I mean, in anyway, probably if, if I'm thinking of great deaths anyway, for some reason, this one's slow and torturous, whereas probably in my mind, weirdly, the most simplest of death, Terry in the first one, the first time you watch it, I think has a better, like probably the best quick effect of any of the films. Oh anyway. yeah, that's so, awesome. Like that's probably my other favourite death is like, and that one's like, Fast Split as second, anything, yeah. But it just it worked perfectly, and this one kind of has that same. It's the exact opposite. It's long and slow and horrible. Yeah. So they kind of work as a good juxtaposition to each other. Yeah. Um. That that's it for Final Destination Three. I mean, that that was a lot longer than we expected for Definitely. it. Uh, but then I think there was a lot of this one had a lot of extra layers, and obviously the, the choose your fate. I just thought was a very interesting angle. Yeah, we just decided to do that. Literally just before we started recording. Yeah, I'd literally watched the Choose Your Fate. <laughs> I'd managed to find a DVD copy and decided, right, I think this would be a nice angle to change it up to make it slightly slightly different, but it still yeah. pretty much plays out in a very similar way, as most of these films do. Um, I 100% can tell you that the next episode will be shorter. <laughs> because yeah. I'm, that's not even like, because this was our longest of the bunch, which I didn't expect the third in the sequel to oh, be my. our longest of the retrospective. Um, but also the next one is we already know what we can we've, we've yeah, kind of discussed we've, a little bit we've watched about half of it together and we, we we know that and several of you might know that 
there's not as much to mine out of that. So we'll be moving on to that next week. Yeah, we will be moving on to it next week. Um, so thank you for, you know, tuning in and listening to the show. We are on Instagram and Twitter at CMTH Podcast. Um, and come and let us know your thoughts on Final Destination 3. Um, the first time you watched it, your favourite deaths, thoughts on the characters. Um, and let us know what you think about the, the sequels as a whole. And uh, remember to hit that subscribe button so you get our episodes. And if you could, leave us a lovely review. That always helps. That'd be lovely. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye.